1: welcome to brother date I'm Matthew I'm Judah and um, uh, you were going to tell me something very important
0: so important everyone what's about to, oh. what's
1: about to be said is extremely important
0: yeah I was having a lunch date with Katie okay she's got a uh, she's got a part-time job and um, sometimes I bring her lunch and we sit in my car with air conditioning on and we eat lunch together
1: yeah, I'll, we've had, Marjan and I had a couple of car dates during the COVID times.
0: Yeah. Um, is it mostly on days when Katie doesn't want to bring lunch to work? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or sure. doesn't have a, a clear idea. But today it was just because she wanted to, so. uh I put on a record, and I put on Fulfillingness First Finale. Mm, yeah, it's a good one.
2: And, 74. Uh,
0: I guess the reason I wa- initially started to do this thought before we started recording is because it's for you and no one else, and it is, does the song Creepin' sound mm. like um, the music that would be under a briefing in an Ace Combat game to you?
1: Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, everything until the uh, the chorus, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the rest of it, for sure. Although, I wonder if all the
1: synth flourishes. Nah, they'd have those. They would for sure have those. The first yeah. Ace, those, that Ace Combat 2 game, Air Combat 2, was... <laughs> The the soundtrack on that is fucking
0: wild. So yes, I would say. I was just sitting in my car listening to it, and uh, I was thinking, "Oh man, I feel like there should be a a guy doing his best military briefing voice <laughs> yeah. about uh, some situation involving a bunch of made up countries." Yeah, in the whiskey corridor or whatever. Exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great song. That nothing I'm sure had ever nothing had ever sounded like that before that. <laughs> album came out and i'm not sure anything's ever sounded like it since honestly creeping i don't know just like you said maybe maybe air combat but i don't know
0: that's uh that's pretty trippy stuff my thing now when i listen to mid-70s uh stevie wonder songs is i just listen to the weird way he plays the drums
1: <laughs> well that's the good thing uh every time you go back and listen there's something Especially else to, something new to pick up on yeah, yeah it's kind of like reading uh romance of the three kingdoms let I've me know really when you guys, stalled out. Let me know when you guys do that for the book club.
0: <laughs> I've really stalled out in my personal read this year of it, because it's like...
1: Once you get I'm through a, Red Cliff, it's like, hmm.
0: Yeah, I am uh, I know that in the next chapter, or maybe the chapter after it, I don't remember the exact sequence here, uh, Guan Yu is going to ascend to godhood, let's say. Yeah.
2: It's one <laughs> and of the like,
0: stories. Ah, ah, man. Being a god was pretty easy, because...
1: I don't know, we probably, I'm sure we've talked about it. He gets decapitated. And his spirit meets a a Buddhist monk or whatever. And he's like, can you believe this fucking bullshit? They fucking (laughs) killed me. What are you, this is garbage. Like, how did that happen? And the Buddhist monk goes, okay, but. Think how many people you decapitated. And then Guan Yu's ghost just goes, like he's just like a mind fucking blown and he goes fucking yep. hella good point i killed hella people they're probably all mad like this and the buddhist i guess was so impressed or whoever's in charge of this was so impressed by Guan Yu's spirit that he became a fucking god because yeah. he went nah that's a super good point though <laughs> that's all it took you, hey you know what you're right you got me on that one i did do a lot of killing okay i'm a god now <laughs> so it's a very good story <clears throat> okay, anyway, we've covered two very important things to start this pod. Stevie Wonder and Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which have have never been mentioned
0: on the podcast before. I think I just know that kinda after that point, like I mean, there's some good stuff after that still, but there's also forty chapters of like anyway, listen, uh at this point there's another guy named Wei Yan. He's <laughs> <Is> Wei <laughs> Yan too. Like, look, my hands are tied here. These are historical people. There were two of them named Wei Yan. In the same hundred year period, what are you going to do?
1: I'm not going to keep writing in there, not that way, am but the other one. Yeah. You're just going to have to hang with me on this.
0: Maybe the, this one English translator will throw you a bone and spell it differently, although if you go read the footnote, you'll see that it was it should actually be spelled exactly the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the long, slow death of the Shu kingdom. There's some interesting stuff in there, just because... It's pretty clear that Liu Bei was the good, um, evaluator of talent. And Kung Ming was, uh, an incredible strategist who had no idea how to pick the next guy. Yeah. Just couldn't pick the next guy. Could never get it done. And, yeah, I just uh, didn't quite get it done. Yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, it is weird how, uh. Also, like two chapters ago, the name Sima Yi first came up, and I'm like, "This is really late. This is really late in the narrative for what I know is going to happen."
1: Yeah, he becomes a pretty big deal for many reasons. Yeah, but he does just kind of pop out of nowhere. As maybe he's like a late bloomer or something. Yeah, he didn't really get noticed until he was uh, pretty
0: advanced in age, I think. Um, Anyway, I will finish it this year. I promise, but I have slowed down significantly. Yeah,
1: uh, you've read it. um, I don't know how many times you've read it before, but you've read it a few times. This is at
0: least the third time. Okay.
1: Uh, I saw like. Okay, look. Since we did the last pod, Twitter (laughs) did a thing. Yeah. Twitter did a fucking thing again. Another thing. They're always doing a thing because billionaires fucking ruin everything. And now they're doing this rate-limiting thing. You all know about this. You you can't look at too many tweets. That's not what Twitter's for. Don't look at the tweets.
0: I just... Here's the thing. Once a year, someone does activity that looks like they're downloading the whole catalog. And that doesn't prove that they're listening to the whole catalog. (laughs) And I assume they're not. Right. But, like, I was just imagining someone who is not listening to these at the rate of one every 2.1 weeks, which is, like, about what we put it out when you count the weeks we miss, right? Yeah. Uh, but is listening to, I don't know, three or four of them on an international flight. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, if you are like right now, this week in July 2023, you know what's going on with Twitter. Yeah. But by the, but by the time someone next march downloads all of these twitter will have done 80 more things
1: yeah it was like during the trump presidency it was who could keep track there was too many things Uh, if you bothered to talk about
0: them each day you just by the next day you'd forget about them the entire trump presidency is also on record on here you can listen to all of it uh mostly in the guise of us giving a star trek take that seems very basic (laughs) and ordinary and then saying "But people still need to learn this one i guess (laughs) yep
1: yeah it turns out we haven't come that far since the 60s oh well
0: yeah um also a lot of
1: complaints about the thing we just talked about during the trump presidency there were many complaints about how we couldn't keep up with all the things that he was doing yeah i mean someone needed to be keeping track of all of the things because by tomorrow i'd forget
0: about most of them there was a website or a movement or something called keep track because it's like it was just it's just wild just like new shit there's a there was a whole guy named uh Scaramucci yeah. was that guy's name yeah that's I mean that doesn't sound quite right but it could be who was like uh, I don't remember what it was who was like Trump's P- PR guy for Boy. two weeks or something yeah
1: what a great job
0: and then um, is he the one who tried to hide in the bush oh, when he quit? oh that was a I remember the guy, guy
1: you're talking up there I remember that guy I don't remember what his name was but I remember he got a little bit of play that was
0: early in the Trump presidency The yeah, the Bush yeah, yeah. guy Anyway, it did all happen real quick. So here's the deal. here's what's going on with Twitter right now, and I'm mm. going to say we're going to do the mail back. All the tweets are from Matt. I don't know. I so my <laughs> assumption is Ryan has just used up all of his Twitter activity. It's <laughs> right. uh, He can't do a Twitter anymore. <laughs> so he, here's the deal. Uh, ab- about Friday Friday night, what Friday or Saturday? What was the day when Twitter just broke for everyone?
1: That's no, it was. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, that could be right could have been friday i don't remember
0: right so this is a wednesday just to just to keep it score, we're talking about four this is the wednesday after
1: fourth of july everybody
0: yeah uh twitter just stopped working and uh elon musk has publicly said it was because of terrible bot activity heinous Mm -hmm. bot activity despicable well i forget what language he seems really worried about bots he says a lot of stuff about bots a lot of the time (laughs) um Two other suggestions have come forth about what is really happening. One, Twitter stopped paying their Google hosting fees, <laughs> T- and two, uh, some bad code broke inside of Twitter, and it was uh, essentially making so many requests mm-hmm. internally that it yeah was, I saw uh, that one giving uh, sort of a denial of service attack against itself. Yes, that's the that people is the are saying I that Twitter well. DDoSed themselves, but it wouldn't be the first D in this case, right? Uh, Anyway, Uh, about the same time, and I'm not even sure it was connected, the first thing, the first change that happened to Twitter is you can now not read tweets if you're not logged in. That's right. They just don't load. This is, of course, an attempt to prevent scraping. One fun side effect of this is that uh, Twitter now basically doesn't show up in Google searches because Google can't index Twitter anymore.
1: Also, a lot of sites that like this is
0: three or four days ago, by the way. So already, they you basically Twitter does not come up in Google results.
1: Yep, and also all those sites that were like you can see their embedded tweets like on the side or whatever, those just say yeah. nothing. Those are nothing. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean,
0: this all the scraping is because of another weird pol- is because of another of Elon's policies where he turned off the big API access and then when he turned it back on he was charging just uh just idiotic sums of money for it okay so twitter's twitter can't handle the traffic for a number of potential reasons i don't know if anyone even within twitter knows a hundred percent what was happening or it continues to happen as far as i know but twitter uh just crashed i was down for i don't know some hours they put new Limiting in place, right? Obviously, if you're not logged in, you get dick. You can't right. see anything. Right. If you have created a brand new Twitter account to bypass that because you, maybe you didn't have one before because you could just view tweets publicly.
1: Right.
0: Uh, what was the initial number? 300? Uh, Yeah. You were allowed 300 initial, impressions. It's sure. It's gone up some amount for brand new accounts. Yeah. Uh, 300 impressions takes like two or three minutes worth of scrolling. And then yeah, they load up pretty quick, and then you just right. scroll through them. Uh, if you were a veteran user, mm-hmm. like presumably your account existed prior to these limits, I don't know if you know what the cutoff date for that was. Then you could see twice that many, but it was like
1: yeah, it was six hundred.
0: It was like t- you could use Twitter for ten minutes, and if you were <laughs> if you were verified, then you could see six thousand. But yeah. that's again, that's maybe these a- are the people who are paying. These are people they are who are still now limited. currently paying eight dollars a month. Mm-hmm. They could they could use Twitter for about an hour a day. <laughs> um, it's great. I love it. As with all of Elon Musk's decisions, mm. everyone immediately goes well, but the site's still up, <laughs> as if as if the Twitter that exists on July fifth is the same as the Twitter that existed yeah. in January or whenever he bought it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep,
1: it's um, clearly a
0: much worse product. Yeah. in every so, way, it's uh, it's nearly it's nearly dead. I, the real reason Ryan didn't tweet to us is because he's been on vacation for two weeks. But that's like you know, are you sure Twitter's he didn't? In, Twitter's in bad shape.
1: He didn't abandon Twitter for Threads.net because I saw so many people that I follow on Twitter advertising their Threads.net
0: IDs today. Could be, and it could be that Threads.net and Instagram product? Yeah, I believe. Which essentially means a Facebook product.
1: I've been waiting so long for everyone to just decide where they're gonna go. I'm hoping
0: that everyone's decided. May end up being the new Twitter. Yeah. May end up being the thing that finally kills this because once the traffic moves there, there aren't gonna be any ads to keep Twitter running. So nope. it'll just be people paying eight dollars a month to talk to other people. He'll charge
1: $8 he'll charge eighty instead per month and yeah, his probably. weird sycophants and bootlickers will uh
0: but the, even the people who are paying up. him are mad about this rate limiting. They're mad that they've lost followers. They're mad that their number of impressions have gone down. Like the people who were, you know, anytime you see the the sort of, uh, <clears throat> let's say the the right wing people who stay on Twitter are really rage bait people. Yes. And who knows how personally invested in their politics they are. So the fact that they're not doing big numbers, right, mm-hmm. is not, they don't love it right anyway we have a little short mailbag so let's fucking so maybe threads.net next time we'll see (laughs) yeah maybe maybe (laughs) we'll have to have create a brother date on threads i should it's probably in beta or something i probably need to apply for that shit
1: yeah i tried to get on blue sky when the stuff went down late last week and i it was like you need an invite and i was like fucking
0: goddamn it back to this again instagram or facebook account and it would need to be a corporate i don't know I uh, will figure it out or I won't. Fuck yeah, it. We'll, we'll see. We'll get there or we won't. You can find us on Mastodon in the meantime, but let's uh let's fucking do it.
1: By brother Date.
0: On the 22nd, uh second, you retweeted a uh uh John John Bois? I think it's Boyce. John Boyce mm-hmm. tweet? I think it's one of those ones where it should be bois, but, it, but it's, it's not it's just not. If it was bois, that would mean wood. In the sense of, like, a forest or a... Oh. Yeah, anyway. Uh, he tweeted, If you pointed out to Aaron Rodgers that you drive on a parkway and park on a driveway, he'd be able to summon enough spiritual energy to teleport to Alpha Centauri and start conjuring new planets.
1: It's based on a real Aaron Rodgers quote where he said, You know, words are so interesting. They have such power in their spells. There's a reason it's called spelling, because the way the letters are put together have <laughs> such power.
0: <laughs> a real quote. Um, do you know he's <laughs> not wrong. Do you know uh, he's not wrong that the spell and magic spell and spelling are related. Oh, that's fine, but I mean, like, but yeah, I mean he's wrong <laughs> about the magic power.
1: Well, but, it's uh...
0: it's just such a dumb thing to say. It's just yeah, so yeah, dopey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, Aaron Rodgers. How old is he? He's mm-hmm. young. Is he your age? Approximately maybe a little older around a little older. around your age maybe in between us somewhere yeah. i don't think he's my age and i'm a little young for gallagher he's 39 okay there you go uh so like i don't know man that could all be new to him he yeah. can get some gallagher specials and just <laughs> just, just every single enjoy. every single little fucking pearl of wisdom do the hey do the bit about all the words that that they're spelled the same, but sound different. Do the thing about how daughter and laughter don't rhyme. Like <laughs> you're jumping around
1: on a big trampoline or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sit on a huge couch.
1: <laughs> Man, it was really easy back then, huh? You didn't even have to be a little bit funny. You could just, like, any, any
0: fucking gimmick was good enough. I mean, his closer was he hit fruit with a big wooden mallet. Yeah. And that's... Just it's like, not a joke. Whatever that is, it's not a joke. Here
1: are five gimmicks. None of it's funny. Uh, I will sell out fucking Arvidas. <laughs>
0: uh Listen, man, the before the internet got good, which is like what will you say, 2010? Yeah, it could be.
1: I got on Twitter uh, in two thousand nine, so who knows? It, it's hard to fill the days sometimes. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I do imagine that. There were a lot of bored people in Gallagher's time, for sure.
0: Like, uh, you know you've seen every episode of Perfect Strangers. Sure. Yeah. So but you gotta
1: be there's something else you gotta there's something else out there to do. You haven't done it before. Is it gonna be good? Probably not, but like <laughs> you won't kill yourself from boredom, I guess.
0: Okay, here's another thing. <laughs> here's something that happened. <laughs> here's another thing that happened in the two weeks since we recorded the last podcast. <laughs> that yeah. seemed like it was going to be big.
1: Yeah, for a minute there, it seemed like it was going to be
0: at least awesome. So on the 25th, you tweeted a meme uh, that was retweeted so by I did buddy. a lot of that
1: this week. You're going to have to explain memes yeah, on a the lot
0: podcast. Retweeted by your buddy, Bum Chillips. Yeah. And it's um, you've seen this meme before. It's like a scientific version of dominoes, where it, you can knock over a tiny little domino at one end. Mm-hmm. And because each one just needs to transfer enough momentum to tip over the next one, by the end, you're knocking over something huge. Right. Right. So so you've all seen this meme. Um, At the little end of the dominoes, it says, 1991, colon, man opens hot dog stand. (laughs) And at the big end, it says, 2023, colon, mercenary army approaches Moscow.
1: Yeah. You guys, again, particular moment in time. Uh, You know about this war in Ukraine (laughs) that's been going on since February of 2022. (laughs)
0: Well, the Saturday before Twitter broke, yeah. <laughs> what happened was the mercenary forces that um, everyone always knew were funded by the state of Russia, but now sure. it is publicly admitted, have been, were funded by the state of uh, Russia, the Wagner Group, yeah, uh, who are not good guys no no
1: no no no. these are the guys who mess around in uh, african uh, geopolitics and yeah. uh, middle east and they get sent mm-hmm. everywhere russia needs to uh put their thumb on the scale a little bit
0: some of them are neo-nazis which is why some of uh putin's claims about denazifying the ukraine uh, <laughs> are laughable on their face yeah but um well for a, for mm, a solid month this dude had been complaining publicly about not getting enough support from the regular military. Yep. Then they claimed they were shelled by Russia. This yeah. happened so fast that I don't know whether that happened or not. Like, yeah, I mean, it could have. They don't know what to do stuff doing blew up there. for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, they fucking turned around and marched on Moscow and they got pretty close
1: first they they conquered some cities and bases in russia on the way to moscow so they're like no 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 we're doing this here we've conquered some areas in russia and we're headed to russia and the reason this was could have been scary for russia is because many people uh like military analysts have considered the wagner group to be the most capable military asset that russia has in this war right because their army is such shite it has really showed its ass to the world, for sure. So they were like, oh, I mean, normally you'd be like, oh, who cares? That's Nothing's going to happen with that. But, like, yeah, I don't a, know.
0: A very common take in the first few hours of this event was Russia went from being the second best army in Ukraine to being the second best army in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> with the with this mercenary group moving on Moscow. Yep. Now, it, they had to go, like, I don't know, five or 600 miles. So it was always going to take a long time. Sure. So... I just went to sleep uh huh. because it started at a time when I was still awake and I kind of followed what news there was for the first couple hours. And then I was like, all right, well, yeah, I guess we'll wake up and see what happened. Yeah, this is going to be a developing story. And by midday the next day, they were there were some reports that they had troops within the sort of Moscow administrative area. Mm -hmm. And then while we were all waiting to see what would happen. The dictator in Belarus brokered some kind of weird deal and yeah. the mercenary army turned around and left. And yep. the leader of the army, the hot dog stand guy, yes, uh, went into hiding. Although just today, it seems like he went back to his office in St. Petersburg and got a couple of guns and some money. So <laughs> uh, things are going great. He has, certainly he has lived longer than some analysts predicted, and that definitely reflects some level of support for his position within Russia, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But there was one 18-hour period where this was the big story.
1: And just to explain the meme, the guy made his money, made his fortune on hot dogs in Russia. He opened up some hot dog stands and just, like, crushed it, because people were like, these fucking hot dogs, man, you can get these? we had heard tell of hot dogs
0: the whole thing will make a very interesting book in a few years for sure for a long time it was not known that this guy was the financial power behind this mercenary group and there were other public leaders and figures who died mysteriously or whatever right but yeah anyway
1: well anyway it's um It fizzled so fast. It just fizzled so unbelievably fast. It was like one minute, like you said, soldiers have approached Moscow or whatever. And next minute, it was like, well, it's all over. It's like, oh, okay.
0: They shot down some helicopters and one fixed wing aircraft, and they lost maybe 20 or 30 dudes. Like, there was definitely people died as a result of this. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the next tweet also. Uh, reflects that we talked last time about all of the hardies in saudi arabia yeah now this is
1: now this is the thing people are keeping very close track of
0: <laughs> so you retweeted at uh norm charlatan yes that's a fun one uh who tweeted as wagner troops continue their march towards moscow from rostov on Don, they enter a papa john's desert <laughs> along the 670 mile drive, there are no locations of the iconic American pizza chain. The next Papa John's they encounter will be within the Moscow metropolitan area. Uh, I just imagine that in a Papa documentary John's in Russia.
1: A documentary narrator's voice. Yes, explaining that. Uh, I assume that's what got them, man. They didn't have enough Papa John's to keep them strong.
0: Yeah, they needed the um, garlic dipping sauce <laughs> for energy. By the time they got to power. Moscow,
1: they're like, "It's been too long since we've better ingredients and better pizza
0: I need a shakaroni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was too bad I really wanted that story to
1: continue forever
0: yeah so uh, again you know uh, on June 24th those tweets were very relevant and funny yep on yeah. July 5th Uh, People barely remember that happened. Kind of need reminding about what happened (laughs) by the time someone downloads uh, 300 episodes of this podcast in two years. Who knows who knows what will be remembered of this aborted coup?
1: Yep. Yep,
0: exactly. Uh, But on July 2nd, you retweeted Jose Canseco, who said, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Bigfoot, alien time-traveling bag of boogers, happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about A-Rod, but... Um, no, not, that, not in this case. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it last time. He writes his own tweets. He's 100% no he writes his own tweets. There's no one who... He doesn't have that. his daughter uh, Pooh? What does he call he her? He calls her Poop. Yeah. Poop. He doesn't have poop. his daughter poop writing them or anything.
1: Nope. It's all him. It's, uh, there's at least one typo in all of them. Like in this one, it says, happy birthday, day, dear Bigfoot as if you would wish somebody a happy birthday on their birthday day.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> it does say happy birthday day, dear Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot alien
1: time traveling bag of bookers. No one knows what he's talking about. It's a great... Uh, I, that's going to be the thing I miss most of all when we go to threads.net.
0: <laughs> Is Jose Canseco, you think he won't find his way there?
1: I don't think he knows how to do that.
0: Uh, well, Actually, let me look down. He's not paying the
1: eight bucks. No, no, he's not. I think he probably didn't notice when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: think he's paying close attention. Twitter is a device on his phone. a little app on his phone that yeah. he puts his thoughts into. Does he know that people read them? It's possible. He just thinks it's a notes Sometimes program. he tweets something that suggests he does, like, I'll be at the car wash, come and meet me. But, <laughs> some, but who knows? Yep. Uh... You need I'm to explain. not familiar with Can, the underlying meme in this next one.
1: Oh, I was going to say to explain the meme. Uh, I don't know. Is that Trent Reznor or somebody? I, can't, I don't ah, know. That, that might is. be
0: Trent Reznor. Yeah.
1: Anyway, the so, meme says, "Yeah, it's a guy at a microphone and he's like, how are you tonight? Having a good time? Ready to party? Have fun? And then the next frame he says, well, that was the last guy's wrong fucking band. And then the next frame he says, we're here to have a bad time. And then in the next frame it says synthesizer play but uh, somebody named Jane Koston tweeted that that was every Paul Thomas Anderson movie. (laughs) Yeah. You're here to have a bad time. (laughs) What is your favorite PTA movie?
0: Uh, Boy, so I watch so few movies that I am literally going to IMDB this just to make sure I get it fucking right. I mean, you
1: should do that anyway, just because, you know, uh, there might be a bunch of movies on there. It's good to have the list.
0: I'm going to do it, too. Right here with you. Do yeah. Come on, now. As director. Show me. Yeah. Well, he's directed a lot of movies, huh? Yeah. Uh Oh, boy. Well, also, it throws all his music videos in here, too. Oh, okay. Wow. He, does he do a lot of those?
1: Dang. Yeah.
0: I wonder if there's a way to fucking filter those.
1: All right. Have you seen Phantom Thread?
0: Uh I have not seen Phantom Thread. Should I see not. Phantom Thread? I haven't okay. seen it. Have you seen Inherent Vice? I have not seen Inherent Vice. I also have not. Have you seen The Master?
1: Nope. Okay, we saw The Master. It was, so, uh, so
0: we're already back to 2012 and I've struck out so far. <laughs> did
1: you okay, did you see, I didn't there, see there, will there Will Be Blood? Be blood. No. You didn't? Oh, I saw that. I didn't okay. see
0: punch Struck Love. Uh-oh. Um did you uh, see hey, There's Bad News. I didn't see Magnolia. I got oh, real bad no. news for you about this. You uh, see, see, Boogie, Boogie Nights? Nights. No, <laughs> you haven't seen Boogie yeah. Nights. No. Nah. So uh, the answer to this question, you haven't seen is any like of them. them. I like them all equally.
1: <laughs> That's good. We just found out you have actually never seen a PTA movie. So I have. Never mind.
0: Uh, I have um, <laughs> warm feelings about Magnolia for two reasons. Okay. Uh, number one, I think a lot of that soundtrack is Amy Mann. Okay. And her song "Red Vines" is about him. That's a good song. About Paul Thomas Anderson? Yes. Oh,
1: interesting. Okay. I
0: think it's about her time working on that project. Uh, Cigarettes and Red Vines. No, okay. maybe it's just called Red Vines. I don't know. Anyway, you'll you'll be able to find it if you want to. Uh, number two, uh, P D Pablo has a lot to say about it and Did You Miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a important film for P D Pablo. He wants to know if you saw the movie.
1: <laughs> and you have to tell him, no, I haven't seen it. Sorry, yeah bro. I have
0: to say no I have to say no apparently looking at this list I haven't seen any <laughs> I haven't seen a single one Alright well never mind then it's, uh... I didn't see Licorice Pizza Look, So man, I ain't seen none of these movies No one's tweeting at us and no one's listening to this so it don't matter So as you can imagine when I read this tweet I said well I don't know who's in this meme <laughs> And I don't have a lot of thoughts Frankly about most directors
2: <laughs> Okay. I
0: thought maybe I had seen them One or two of them But you know what I've seen I've seen three or four Wes Anderson movies.
1: Ah, the diff the other Anderson. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Well, Alright, maybe
0: next time we'll do that one. I saw the one, what was the one with the weird hotel?
1: The Hotel Buda, the Budapest? The Grand Budapest Grand Hotel. Grand Budapest there Hotel. There we go. Yeah.
0: So I saw that one, and I saw the one with the two kids on the island. Was that one of his?
1: That, uh, that was called... Um...
0: Moonrise Kingdom? Moonrise Kingdom, yeah. Okay. Alright, so yes. So I've seen at least two of them. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'll find a
1: meme about Wes Anderson movies, and then we'll try again.
0: I don't like movies and it's for absolute old person reason. They're too long, and (laughs) I don't like pausing something in the middle and coming back.
1: What about the movie Theater, which I know...
0: That is the exception, but since that's where Katie and I got COVID... Yeah. (laughs) Seeing 3,000 years of long... What the fuck was that? Idris Elba.
1: Hmm.
0: Sorry, I gotta go back to IMDb. You got COVID, but was it a good film? No, it, well, it was weird. Okay. Alright. 3,000 years of... I hope it wasn't 5,000 years. <laughs> Fuck. Alright, just search Idris Elba. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that guy's not in a lot of movies or anything. No, 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 this'll be fine. Uh, 3,000 years of longing. Three thousand years. So I got it right. It's just that uh, so few people saw this movie <laughs> that it didn't pop up in any searches. That IMDb's search was like, I don't think you want three thousand years of longing. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Oh well. Also, it's spelled three with a. It's spelled out. It's not. Yeah. Uh, that. This is a weird movie where uh, weird Tilda Swinton is like a folklorist and she meets a real genie. Oh, and he, yeah. he's trying to get her to make a fucking wish, but she thinks it's a trick. And he and then he just tells her a bunch of stories about previous owners of the lamp and then they go to London and have a time together. Oh, okay. It's it's fine. Yeah, I remember seeing the It's trailer. by George Miller, so if you thought, Ooh, I liked Mad Max Fury Road, um, it's very different.
1: Uh, I saw the trailer and I was like, "Idris Elba's some kind of genie." So
0: we got back it. from our our road trip one day early, cause uh, although movies are too long for me, I will drive for twelve or fourteen hours. <laughs> sure, not a problem for me for some reason. And so with that day, we went to a movie theater and got COVID seeing that movie because it was the only thing. Yeah, we I like, have not. Yeah, been... we, let's do a weird one. We could do a weird one. The last
1: time I went to a movie theater was to see that French lesbo film uh, in February of
0: 2020. The one Marshawn was real scared of? Uh, I
1: mean, she was probably scared of it. She's scared of the French sexuality. I I mean, a lot of (laughs) us are, to be fair. That's a common thing.
0: I don't know if I'm scared of it. Um it doesn't I wouldn't say I'm comfortable with it
1: yeah I mean that's again that's where I learned that women are into armpit stuff and they like to talk a lot of ga- smack about the weird stuff that guys are into but ladies like armpits so there you go now you can't get me anymore it sounds I'll like just some say real that, hypocrisy say that back every time every time you go uh, men are so gross with their love of feet or whatever I'll be boom. like you guys like armpits boom <laughs> next anyway I haven't been back to the movie since then one more tweet
0: yeah. Bring us home. Uh, you retweeted someone responding to a GQ magazine article about uh, I guess um, about an effect that I have seen in my relationship with my wife which <laughs> is that you shouldn't just say things from I think you should leave.
1: Uh, in a certain way I think this might have been what helped to break Twitter because this thing blew up. This uh This, <laughs> this article. thread. Everyone was talking about this fucking article, but I I like how almost every reply or retweet or whatever was just someone doing a line from, I think you should leave.
0: Uh, Yeah, if you keep keep your eyes open on, like, Reddit's all page, every single day there's an I think you should leave tweet on the front (laughs) page of just, so just a moment from it you know calico cut pants um... (laughs) they're
1: all so wildly specific they're so the things he invents cherry chuck salad whatever are just a a picture of the
0: corn cob tv guy saying they said that to me at a dinner
1: (laughs) i mean yeah so his the memes are everywhere but i just like that every single reply to the article that gq posted on twitter Yes, about how I think you should leave has a degenerative effect on the language of men who grew up learning to <laughs> communicate, whatever. Every single reply was just a line from I think you should leave.
0: Yes. And the one you picked out was uh, uh, <laughs> Karan Sidu saying, at this price point, he can hit. He can hit.
1: <laughs>
0: the great, great idea that
1: depending on how much they paid, that that's what would impact the fake the celebrity
0: impersonator's uh ability to hit them. Whether the Johnny Carson impersonator is allowed to hit guests on the head at the party. <laughs> no, he can hit. At this price at that price point, he can hit. <laughs> uh right. Uh listen, I mean it's um I think I told you offline that like five or six of my regular podcast rotations in the last couple of weeks have just mentioned uh something from i think you should leave uh so anyone who's not has not watched it go watch it it'll take you two hours to watch all three seasons it's yeah they're quick six episodes 15 minutes
1: each a hella it's hella easy
0: um but uh Yeah, on one I was listening to, um, on Jordan Jesse Go, Jordan Morris said that everybody at the Elvis Costello concert he went to was either a Dan Flashes or a driving crooner. (laughs) Uh, By the way, the driving crooner sketch is one of the ones that baffled me the most, like I, it was one where I had no guess what was going to happen until they cut to the outside shot. Yeah. Like, uh, why is
1: this guy so eager to drive him home? What's the deal with him?
0: What's what what is he doing with his what is he doing with his hand? What is this gesture he keeps making? <laughs> then you, they cut over to the. And side. Why is he screaming? He's try, they're trying to make it look fake.
1: <laughs> and it turns out because it's I think you should leave. There really are people who are threatening to kill him. Yes. They do hate him. <laughs> the frat guys yeah, or whatever. The frat do guys hate really him.
0: hate him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he just he's gotta find a way to make money on this he's gotta
0: find a way to make money on this idea um all right. uh
1: the yeah. uh, mailbag's dying it might be dead so yeah
0: maybe, maybe, you know what honestly i i wouldn't mind saving even twenty more minutes on this so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh unfortunately being done with the mailbag means it's time to talk about three great episodes of star trek yes all winners um this is the week one hundred and twenty nine I
1: named Star this Card week Project. Labia Punches.
0: Yeah, uh, I couldn't immediately figure out why you named it that, but I'm sure it'll come up. You it know what, it's usually will. something from what you describe, so probably in Deep Space Nine? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's correct. You wouldn't name it Labia. Well, no, I think you have named it for ones that I'm describing, and then you just have to cut in and say, this is why I called it. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. It's right? like how sometimes you complain that you weren't the one doing the uh, uh, the synopsis. If you would have said this. <laughs>
0: Sometimes it makes me mad, for sure. Yeah, That doesn't mean I want to do it, but sometimes it makes me mad. I I know, because every time I offer to let you do all of them, if you really Uh, uh... (laughs) want. It turns out that I named the Zoom meeting about something that happens in the the Deep Space Nine also. But before we can get to Deep Space Nine, we're going to talk about the show that placed last in week 128. That is The Next Generation. This week we watched Relics. (laughs) Got my first guitar, Halloween 1994. Oh, that really is the monster mash in here. How long it should expect you to take <laughs> to be able to play that riff. <laughs> Enterprise is racing towards a distress signal from the USS Janolan, though it's been missing for 75 years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're racing for. Like, I mean, don't, don't matter. honestly. It's only the cinematography that suggests that they're racing towards it, and Data's kind of <sighs> frantic tone. I don't know. Uh, that's, uh, you can always count on Data
1: too, yeah, he's given put too much away. emotion into a scene.
0: But uh, honestly, it's more likely that they got the distress call, and Picard ordered them immediately to go to Warp 3. Yeah. So Actually, he seems to like even-numbered ones, huh? Probably Warp 2. It'd be Warp 2, for sure. Well, it's been missing for 75 years. Um, But when they drop out a warp before they even start scanning for it, they like slam to a halt because they are caught in a powerful gravitational field. Mm. And on the view screen is uh, like a huge black sphere that is data says is 200 million kilometers in diameter, uh, which he then goes on to say is nearly the diameter of the Earth around the sun. And that is the first technical error. In this episode, that would be <laughs> much of more many would be much more like, uh, uh, you know, it would be nearly two hundred thousand miles. So, yeah, you know, miles, kilometers, whatever. He, that's he, he hard got for it science within, guys. He got it within forty percent, probably. The science
1: officers, you know, that's tough for them.
0: Yeah. Um, well, there's not supposed to be fucking anything here. This ain't on the charts. This ain't nothing, cause again, it's just a big black hole. No, oh, man. That, I don't
1: think that's. That's no moon, right? Yeah. That a, can I say that
0: legally? You, I mean, it's not a moon. You're yeah. right about that. Right, so uh, I can say it. Picard becomes awestruck and asks Data almost timidly <laughs> if they could be looking at a Dyson sphere. He's so afraid it's not. And his hopes will be crushed. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear. He was not present when Troy got sassed about whether a cosmic string and a quantum <laughs> filament were the same shit.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, Ro? if he, if he had been like there for O'Brien?
0: that, he, was it O'Brien at that yeah, point who sassed her? Yeah.
1: yeah. Bro, I mean, he was trying not to, but there was very little he could do at it. Why point. would Roe know? Yeah, no, it was O'Brien. And you no, know, if he had seen that, if he'd bear, if he'd borne witness to that, then he would never ask a question again on the bridge. It was yeah, yeah, that yeah. cringe inducing.
0: <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, luckily for all of us, Riker has also never heard of one of these things, mm-hmm. because, and by the way, in Series series 1, he for sure would have known what a Dyson Sphere was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, basically, it's a shell that encloses a star and captures all of its energy, and Data also throws in that the interior surface has as much room as 250 million Class M planets. So... Mm. It's conceivable at this point that there are just huge numbers of people inside. So many trillions of people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go into orbit over the northern hemisphere where the distress signal's coming from as motion picture level majestic music plays. (laughs) This is a big one,
1: dude. This is a big uh, episode of uh, what is a common theme in Star Trek, which is, didn't Star Trek used to rule? (laughs) Yeah. And so they always pull out the stops for that particular take.
0: Yeah, they really want us to be fucking awestruck by the majesty of this thing, which at the end of this episode, Picard's going to tell you two science ships have been sent to study it, despite the <laughs> fact that it's probably the single most amazing thing they've ever found in space. Yeah, no, they're done with that. Anyway, um, they find uh, the Janolan crashed on the sphere. It's got life support, but there's no life signs. Uh, Riker takes Jordy and Worf down. Jordy finds that the transporter is online and locked into a diagnostic cycle, and there's a pattern looping through the buffer and with almost no signal loss. And at this point, no one says shit about Realm of Fear. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: never happened. That episode didn't happen.
0: Yeah. No one says, "Ah, it's just like that shit John Kelly tried to do. (laughs) Do you remember? It's like almost exactly like it. Do you remember? This is basically the exact same shit that happened two weeks ago. But there's all kinds of turd worms in there. That in the meantime, Troy got crazy horny, and that's all the ship has been talking about. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, it's distracting. I I know that this ship is a lot like the Trump presidency in that. Yeah, yeah, every week there's some new shit and it's hard to hold on to the old stuff. A lot to keep but track of. No one has anything to say about that. No. Nope. Instead, Jordy just says, well, fuck it. Let's beam whatever's in there back out.
1: Then Riker's always game. He just kind of nods his head. Yeah. Now, no, you know what? I got lots to say about it. Go for it.
0: <laughs> OK, yeah. Well, they beam him out. And um I oh, man, it's Scotty, man. It's Scotty. Yeah. Dressed, uh, just like he dressed in Star Trek Six. Well, no, more like Star Trek Five, honestly. He's there's a lot of fucking around in the corridors, just in his engineer's vest in that one. Yeah. Uh, I forget in Star Trek Six, he's wearing the full jacket when he fucking drop kicks a Klingon or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: When he kicks down the door and shoots a Klingon out the window yeah, and yeah, then goes yeah, down, yeah. Fa- the fucking
0: face and still drawn to, and poses again to pose for the picture that no one takes. <laughs> <laughs> I just killed a guy. Yeah, it's Scotty. It's like played by the real guy and everything. Yeah, 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 No, they didn't fake it. Nah, nah. It's the fucking real shit. Yeah. Uh, He pops out, and he's like, where's my buddy Franklin? I loved him like a brother. <laughs> sure. But he dead. Um, anyway, as soon as he hears Enterprise, he forgets about that. <laughs> and then Worf comes in, and it's a whole thing about how he's a lieutenant commander or whatever, or just a lieutenant. Yeah. Riker wants to take him to the special waiting room for olds that Picard had built after the neutral zone. Mm. He's like, I don't want to I don't want to deal with any of this. Let's get you back on the ship. Right. Like, he doesn't want to say he doesn't say you're in. Hey, welcome to 2368 or whatever. He just like, mm, well, let's he go. was
1: going to ask him the date just like they did to that Bozeman guy. He was going <laughs> to be like, do you know what year it is? <laughs> but it, again, it was like that Troy thing. It was so embarrassing to see Frazier spit out the wrong number so confidently that yeah, he's not yeah, going to yeah, ask
0: him that anymore. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you know what? We um, we, we have we put some policies in place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not legally allowed to ask you. You have yeah. to go to Sickbay first. I know you don't have to cut me off and say it's illegal for you to ask me that. <laughs> um. They beam over to Enterprise and Scotty immediately starts poking around in the transporter room. So Riker officially and quite happily makes him Geordi's problem. Yeah, that's Riker's favorite job. And uh, they do a walk and talk where we get the backstory here. Scotty was on his way to the Norkin colony uh, and the ship dropped out of warp at the Dyson Sphere and it crashed. And he rigged up the transporter for the only two survivors. And uh, then Jordy tells him he's going to have a hell of a good time on the Enterprise-D so that we can have some tension in the middle acts.
1: That's right. And they go to sickbay.
0: He says Dr. Crusher is pretty and no one says gross because he's too old to be held accountable for professional behavior, I guess.
1: I guess she handles it pretty well.
0: I guess she normally does. Well, the last time they unfroze some olds, didn't one of them take a shot at her? Didn't didn't, uh, the Tennessee guy? Start talking about how she was pretty. Someone's patted
1: her on the butt. Ah, I think that's happened.
0: Well, we'll talk about pats on the butt later. Okay. I I cannot wait for that. Um, Picard slides in and finds out that Scotty was actually a passenger uh, on his way to retirement when the Janolan went down. And then Picard's immediate thing was, well, I bet you'd love to start doing TED Talks about the old (laughs) days, huh? (laughs)
1: It's like he knows how devastating this is going to be and is just latching onto the first ideas that pop into yeah. his head about what to tell this crazy old man.
0: He just like, he didn't have anything to say to him when he thought he was a crew member. He thought he would lead off with, it's weird, you weren't on the crew list mm-hmm. for this ship. Yeah. Maybe you're the reason out, it crashed. And when you find out, oh yeah, I, I was going to uh, a old folks home on another planet. He was like, okay, well, I got nothing. He's like, uh, video games.
1: No, they got great video games these days. You're going to love it.
0: Uh, Jordy goes back to work because, I remind you, they found the greatest thing that's ever been found in space. <laughs> Scotty? <And>, uh, well, <laughs> second greatest oh, thing okay. in the Dyson Sphere. <laughs> oh, and they've got some scanning to do. And Scotty is sad that he doesn't get to tag along. Um, Instead, they find the youngest... I was going to say pimple-faced, but he's not. But he's essentially the movie theater guy. From The Simpsons. Yep. Squeaky voice teen,
1: they call that Yes, character. squeaky voice teen, I think is his official name.
0: They get this guy to take uh, Scotty to his new bedroom. Um, and... Uh, he ain't got time for Scotty. He can't even muster up the patience to listen to 90 seconds nope. of Scotty's old TOS stories. And don't worry, Scotty notices. Yeah. He could tell. The kid's not smooth about it.
1: No, this this kid is like everyone else on the Enterprise. Anyone who falls below the very high bar that they have for behavior there is just like, I got no time for you. You're a worthless person. You're a yes. big fucking trash can.
0: Get out of here. The, uh, Scotty doesn't know it, but this kid is 22, and he's going to be an admiral someday.
1: That's right. He's 100% hooked up, and he's going to be there,
0: and it's only yeah. a matter of time. He just has to be super polite until he gets his fucking pips. Uh, excuse me old man I'm on Picard's Enterprise I can write my own ticket I don't need to talk to you (laughs) that's right Um, after the commercials Geordi hears Scotty come into engineering and sure enough the old guy wants to help and what the hell he showered and put on a clean uniform so Geordi says he can stay Mm -hmm. Uh, data has been scanning it doesn't look like the sphere is inhabited even though it should support life so Picard sends a bunch of probes all over the place because it's it's too big. They gotta scan it in a bunch of different spots. Right. Uh meanwhile, in what seems like it could have just been one minute, Jordy is really regretting letting Scotty stay. <laughs> This guy's, like, triggering alarms and popping open the dilithium chamber. uh uh-huh. And also he's giving he a bunch the of... He licked the
1: crystal. <laughs> it was super weird. I
0: don't think they used put, to do put that. Put it in his mouth. That's and not... Like, I know they're not currently at warp, but come on. I don't think that's something they
1: used to do in TOS. I think that's a new thing for him.
0: You know, they never showed us what Scotty got up to in engineering. <laughs> no. In TOS.
1: They always made engineering seem like a place no one wanted to be. Like, yeah. they got was so bored, and then they'd call up to Uhura and be like, Sing me a song. <laughs>
0: God, you yes. sure that guy wasn't in phaser control?
1: I don't know. Whatever. I'm just saying. They never.
0: Anywhere that guess, wasn't
1: the bridge seemed like everyone didn't want to be there.
0: Yeah. Well, it was all pipes and shit and no windows. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think Kirk had a window. Yeah.
1: No, but they all uh, had impulse vents in their quarters. I remember. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Um, he's also given a bunch of career advice. Like, you got to sandbag your estimates.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, Jordy finally snaps and tells him to buzz off. So Scotty goes to the bar, and he orders a scotch, which he hates, and uh, Data's been watching this whole thing, because you know he ain't cool. No. Uh, He uh, sidles on up and explains what Synthahall is, and then he gets behind the bar to raid Guinan's private stash.
1: Yeah, I guess she's okay with that.
0: I guess so. She's around this week, so. You know
1: why, because of that one time when he lost his memory and he thought he was the bartender.
0: (laughs) It's like... His default setting. Do you think Soon made him to be a bartender? <laughs> maybe maybe he's, he's a like, bartending robot, and that's the big mistake. I finally found a bartending robot that's not chatty. That's <laughs> I hate. I hate going to a bar and then you have to talk to some guy just because he's making your drink.
1: Every bar android I've ever fucking seen was such a piece of shit. I want to make the best bar one ever, and then he made lower and he's like, "Fuck, fucked shit. it again." Hold on, I'll make a better
0: bartending android. This guy sucks. He makes up cutting rhymes about the patrons. And then the guy, the guy woke up dating and he's like, You should join Starfleet. That yeah. fucking guy ruined <laughs> anyway, everything. That's probably Randy's dad. Probably. Um well anyway, he uh he pulls out a bottle of something green and he then he does the joke from TOS. You know the one about how when Scotty didn't know what he was serving that Who was he trying to drink under the table at Android?
1: Oh fuck. Who Bad be.
0: Android? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, it's green. And then there's a weird fade that you never see in Star Trek. Yeah. To Scotty drunkenly wandering the halls, even though the bottle is still mostly full. He asks the holodeck to show him his old ship, and then he steps onto the TOS bridge to drink a toast to his dead friends, though he has not asked and does not know that uh, Spock and McCoy are both still alive. (laughs) Spock is definitely still alive, and McCoy is probably still alive. We don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. (laughs) Chekov could still be alive. Yep. The only one we know is dead is Kirk, and he's the one who Scotty said I bet Jim Kirk pulled the ship out of mothballs.
1: And we know whose fault this. it is that he's dead, though they don't know it yet. It's Picard's fault because he took yeah. him up onto that mountain to fight that other old guy.
0: Uh, thankfully, there's no way Scotty knows that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, no one knows that yet.
0: Do you think if Scotty I and mean, Guinan done,
1: probably knows that she knows all kinds of weird shit? If
0: Scotty had gone down to fix the fucking deflector <laughs> and been pulled into the nexus, do you think he would have uh, had some better advice for Picard? Would have said, "Just like hey go five minutes daft earlier go. why don't you just go back two weeks you don't have to go back that far i had just to like... stop a, a doctor who last night because he was in a fucking race against the clock to get somewhere and i had to just say to katie he's in a time machine
1: <laughs> it's literally time is the least important thing in this situation
0: I'm mad about it every time in Star Trek. I'm mad about it every time in Doctor Who. He's in a time machine. He can go go there, and however long it takes to get there, he can go five minutes further back.
1: The number of times that someone in a time travel episode says we don't have any time. I mean, it's way more than in other episodes. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, No one from Star Trek uh, as a franchise was ever going to listen to this, and no one who listened to this would ever uh, offer us a spot in the room because Mm, of our shitty attitude. Yeah, because we've uh, talked you gotta about have how they're uh, the worst people. you got to have Yerk's attitude to get in the room and also yeah. his knowledge. Uh, but uh, they would really hate me on time travel shows. <laughs> like, you guys know that he could just go back a little they'd bit And they be like, more. listen, we have to get this story broken yeah we line. gotta break
1: this one we gotta do
0: uh 20 more of these or whatever you don't have to do it you don't have to do a time travel story you could just always not do a time travel story that's right no one's gonna make you who's making you do it <sighs> anyway i shouldn't get too mad about that that's not this episode no uh picard comes to visit him on the holodeck and it turns out he's the one who gave the ball to Guinan and he's a fucking super drinker or something mm. it's aldebaran whiskey yeah. He and Scotty reminisce about their old ships, uh, and Scotty tells him he's too fucking old to start again, so his big plan is back to the fucking Norkin colony.
1: <clears throat> right.
0: Picard doesn't like uh, how this conversation goes down, so he calls Geordi to his ready room to once again ask him to do the people part of his job. The part that he uh, has failed most of the times. Geordi, I don't have a lot of complaints about the engineering part of your job. <laughs> yeah. Even though you didn't start out an engineer, you do that part really good, actually. Yep. Um, You wanted to be on command track, right? Yeah. And part of being on command track is commanding people. It's leading people.
1: It would have been nice if he said this stuff exactly to him. I am asking you as a personal fucking favor. Stop
0: fucking this part up and please don't ever come to me with your problems about it. This old man did like 60 years in Starfleet mm-hmm. and you ain't treating him good. And I listen, you could have thought of this, but hey, I, th- I thought about it for one minute and I thought we need to get the data out of the Janolan. Those systems are old as that. shit, yeah. but that dude built <laughs> all those systems. Sure. So why don't you make use of him to get that and then he can feel useful. And that's important to people. Yeah. And Jordy goes, yeah, I'm not going to take the notes. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to get any better with Barkley or anything. (laughs) Right. And you're never going to learn the names of any of the you're never going to hear about Lieutenant Baldwin or whoever the fuck is my second in command this week again. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right. You asked me to do it as a personal favor, so I will take Scotty over there and we'll get that old data out of the Janolins banks. Yeah. Uh, immediately before these two guys leave the bridge, one of the probes has located an antenna of some kind on a different part of the sphere. So Enterprise is going to head right over there as soon as these guys beam down. Scotty shows up in the transporter room with a hangover. That's nothing. Don't worry about it. But yeah. in a scene that ran long and they had to cut some stuff, they left that in, that he had a hangover. <laughs>
1: But come on, he was drinking all that Aldebaran whiskey.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> people are going to be mad about the continuity. Yeah. People, if you don't say that he had a hangover, people might just think he's sad. That's right. Uh, they beam down. Enterprise goes on over to that antenna array. They hail it. And uh, whoops, there's a big airlock and it opens and they get fucking pulled through by a series of tractor beams. Yeah. Also... It takes their engines offline, and they're drifting towards the star in the middle of the sphere, which should be, again, it's supposed to be about a 100 million kilometers away. And they did get pulled through pretty slowly by a tractor beam that they were fighting the whole time, but they're going to get there in three hours or something. Yep.
1: I mean, I wish I could just say don't worry about that either, because yeah, they figure it out. The B-plot is the B-plot in this one.
0: At some point in here, they figure out that the star is unstable, and that's why this thing is uninhabited, too. Yeah. Uh, Jordy and Scotty are... Well, Scotty's really... He's pretty down on himself down here on the Janolan and, and he's taking it out on the old ship and talking about how old and obsolete it is. You're worthless, and...
1: you stupid old <laughs> ship, and your mustache
0: looks stupid. <laughs> the, the and why you, don't you the wear the Lieutenant, whole uniform? No that one ensign. This looks cool.
1: It's that Ensign that was talking to you the other day, Janolan, about about explaining to you how the bloody replicator works. He was looking down on you, Janolan.
0: Every time you look in a mirror, you think, I'm too fat to wear a turtleneck. (coughs) And you tell yourself no one else cares and no one looks at you that way, but they see it. You know they (laughs) see your fat face in that turtleneck.
1: The Starship, Janolan.
0: Janolan. And Jordy's trying to make him feel better, so he's talking a bunch of shit about, you know, a lot of these systems are, um... Uh, I happen to think... Genolan's still pretty cool, man. I like, happen
1: to think Janolan's a nice guy.
0: <laughs> like, he lived through the 60s and Woodstock and everything. <laughs> uh, anyway. They try to call Enterprise to get some equipment. But, it's just, the ship's just gone. Meanwhile, back on the ship, Picard is apparently the only stick and rudder pilot left in Starfleet because it's up to him once again to know how to turn the Enterprise into the star's orbit instead of just let it fucking crash. It's
1: my ship, Will.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Now, Jordy's idea is to get the Janolan up into orbit to look for the Enterprise. Yeah, we saw a picture of it and it looked pretty crashed. It but... looks real crashed, but... You know, Scotty's a miracle worker, so mm. they just get to work on it. Also, he seems to think, and I, I'll talk about it in my quick hitters, he seems to think that they can make it work with this power converter that Jordy brought, which appears to be like a the kind of thing that AAA brings to jumpstart your car when it's dead. Yep, yep. pretty much. That's what they're going to use to get this thing into orbit. In my time, we had this thing called roadside
1: service. <laughs> You wouldn't happen to have anything like that lying around, would you? <laughs> also I haven't if they heard of that in a long started, time,
0: they usually carry a couple of batteries on there. <laughs> Not useful if you drive a hybrid, but if you don't <laughs> um, yeah, uh enterprise's shields are getting hit by a bunch of dumb solar flares, like I said, the star's unstable um. They're having trouble getting the system started, but jo- Scotty tells Jordy, yeah, man, I fudged all of these documents, so don't worry about these safety margins. Just, like, go full NOS. Just send it.
1: Yeah, I wrote them, and they're bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Just like I told you to sandbag your work estimates, all of these uh, limitations are wildly conservative. So. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, that that shit works. Genolan, we don't we don't really see it work they didn't want to do any special effects they didn't they, do they shit to, they had to make a featureless black sphere this week <laughs> and reuse a model from star trek six so yeah they
1: eventually have to do the cool door escape thing that's yeah. where they decided to put their uh they their didn't they didn't
0: show this thing lifting off but it, we just see it just rolls up on the same antenna and they can tell by the ion trail that it got pulled in the enterprise got pulled in Right. And I don't want the same thing to happen to them, so Scott, I suggest, well, let's just back off and hail it from far away. And then we'll rush in and jam the doors open with our shields.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy first plan. Yes. Not like, let's open the door and maybe the Enterprise will fly back out.
0: Yeah, and also there's, a, there's like no suggestion that they won't be able to open the door multiple times.
1: Nope. Or that how long the doors stay open, they yeah. would have no way of knowing. But no, they just, he's like, no, and then we'll prop it open with our fucking
0: selves. Yeah, and by the way, when the Enterprise went in, all their engines went offline. And Picard told them to get back to work. We never got a report back on that, but yeah. don't worry. It will turn out the engines work. So Yeah, they got them back. They could have just stood back there and opened the door and called through. And then opened the door again when they got close. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know data could have told them probably down to the second when they would need (laughs) that door fully open and they could probably figure out how long it takes to like they definitely could have done this a different way but no they went with the first plan just like you said yeah um and yeah sure enough uh the tractor beam scan but can't find anything the door starts closing and the janolin wedges it open They hail Enterprise, it's a race against time to get back, and the Janolan's all busted now, so Enterprise is going to have to blow it up with torpedoes to get it out. Yeah. They uh, beam Geordi and Scotty back, they blow up the ship, they turn the ship on its side so it can sneak through the door. That's it. Captain's log. uh, Starfleet's dispatched a couple of science ships to study the Dyson Sphere, they're headed for a starbase. And we've got to walk and talk again, but this time Geordi's telling old uh, TNG episodes to Scotty. Mm, And then Scotty tells him to never get old, and then they get (laughs) to a shuttle bay where Picard is apparently giving Scotty a Type 6 shuttle that he didn't ask for. No. So he can go where? Unknown, because he says he's not going to the Norkin colony. But he's got to go. People have to know that Scotty won't be hanging around next week. He's not a part of the crew. You will not see Scotty in the episode schisms. He's not going to be there.
1: We're not even going to answer that fan mail. He's not on the show anymore.
0: He's got to go. The end. Sure. Yeah. What's the take, Matt?
1: Uh, The elderly still have lots to offer, man. All those fucking pearls of wisdom. And I said, disagree, but that's fine. I gave it a five. Yep. You know, anyone over the age of 30 is fucking basically brain dead. So I don't want to hear it I mean, fucking
0: don't I know it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Um.
1: <laughs> so a five for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's obvious. You don't throw something away just because it's old. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the take here. Um. They really wanted to tell that story. Like they really, really wanted to tell that story and didn't just weren't just doing scotty for sweeps or whatever
1: yeah that's um i'll talk about it in execution but i was impressed that they definitely another one of the star treks would have been like well we've already seen it but they definitely would be like um this week on voyager remember sulu and you'd be like all right but was there a take and it's like no no it's just they didn't put a story on it it's really just hey remember sulu
0: yeah um but if if they we a hundred percent serious about telling the story, they would have had Lex on a Troy kicking around because that's her whole deal. That's the best Lux on a Troy for sure, but I think no one wanted to see Scotty putting on his boots the next morning. Oh, that's a tough one. That would be a tough one. That I imagined been a tough it, one. and it was bad also that because again, this story was half a life, right It's the same story, yeah. And also, if you had put Lux on a Troy in this one, you would be inviting a comparison between
1: yeah, you should Scotty's performance, James Dewin to what's his name? James
0: Dewin and uh, that big uh, the old guy from MASH as Timmonson, fucking who Mount we ta- just comes. last week we talked about, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's fine. They've done it. They've done it. Frankly, better because half of this time was God. Remember Scotty? Yes. Remember the Enterprise? Remember the old Enterprise? So I gave it a four. Okay. Uh, Ximacush. I mean, so it's big pandering, right? Yeah. Scotty in this episode claims to have been a Starfleet engineer for fifty-two years, but of course he tells stories only from Kirk's five-year mission <laughs> for our sake at home because sure, we've seen yeah. them. He doesn't tell any story that we haven't heard.
1: Honestly, this show is so afraid of continuity, I couldn't
0: believe he was really telling those stories. I mean, that's true for sure, but, like, this is something TOS did better. Every time they did a big fucking list of dick, it'd be like Hitler, Kang mm-hmm. Lee, and then you'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get on. you.
1: He's <laughs> some kind
0: of Hitler. Garth of Izar. And then you'd be like, <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, 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 space cool. Hitler. I'm, I'm yeah, on
0: board. I get it. Also, an evil witch.
1: Be like, oh, uh, yeah, you got to worry about witches in the future.
0: They're trusting us not to have to have heard of every example, but not in this episode. It's yeah. it's too pandering. we got to know every reference. Data sure. does that it's green joke for our sake. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty goes and sits on the old bridge and talks about how it's the only one he ever thinks about. Despite having spent at least as long on the refit, because we only saw the refit for like six hours in the movies, and we saw TOS for 72 hours. So that's yeah. the one we care about. Yep. Also, the ending where they just put Scotty on a shuttle instead of taking him home is dumb.
1: It makes no sense. <laughs> I <laughs> mean it doesn't make any sense. sense. Why it did doesn't... they give him
0: a shuttle? They're gonna this man is out of his fucking depth. He has now blown up the only ship he is qualified to be an engineer on. (laughs) I know. The first thing that goes wrong with that shuttle, he's fucked. He doesn't know which planets are Federation planets. Hmm, These things
1: are uh, pretty much the same. Hold on a second. I'll just lick the crystal here.
0: Oh, oh, no. Oh, you're not supposed to lick it. Got a fucking silver alert on your phone and you happen to find the missing endangered elder person out there. And then you were like, you called the cops and you were like, okay, I found the guy. And they were like, all right, cool. We'll send someone to pick him up. And you'd be like, oh, no, I just uh, let him borrow my car.
1: Yeah, he's just driving around out there, I think.
0: Yeah, he's out there somewhere. You'll find him. He'll be fine. I'm sure he knows his way home. <laughs> also, the B plot is weak. Uh, it's wild to me that Enterprise had functioning engines and could have headed closer to the surface of the Dyson sphere at any time but just sat there taking much more intense radiation and waiting for the shields to fail for like three hours. <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good look. Like, you can't think about it for a minute. They're really scared of that door after
1: what happened the first time. They're not going yeah, anywhere they... near it. Well, not only
0: that, but Picard's like, maybe we can find another door. <laughs> hey, you know where one is. Yeah, there's Go a work door on right that there, one
1: right. Yeah.
0: Go work on that door. Try to hail that door. Maybe it'll throw you out like it threw you in.
1: Yes, as always, B-plot totally under uh, yeah. thought. No one thought it
0: out at all. Uh, they did one interesting thing by slightly contrasting how different Scotty and Geordi are. They don't 100% talk about it, but Geordi doesn't seem like he wanted to be a chief engineer. And it makes sense when we see him on, say, the Challenger and Voyager. Like, yeah, we Captain Geordi LaForge On his way to something else. And Scotty sort of recognizes that when he puts him in command of the Janolin, right? Whereas yeah. Scotty is a big engineer and a big nerd. Right. So that's like the one... The one thing that I think they did good. Um, This episode isn't in theory bad or the Royale bad, Mm. but it's not an essential watch for me. I gave it a four in execution, and I could see lower. Uh, Well, I'm going to surprise you
1: because I said it's a six. Oh, boy. And I said, uh, look, I know this was really, hey, remember TOS. Cool, right? We made the bridge again and everything. Awesome. Wow. Wow. But another Star Trek, as we just talked about, would probably have failed to even put a proper story on top of it. And at least this one didn't do that. It is yeah, I about. Guess,
0: I guess if you compare it to uh, more tribbles, more trouble, what's the fucking.
1: Yeah. Uh, Trials and Tribula- Tribulations. Trials and
0: Tribulations. Yeah. <clears throat> or, uh, again, the Voyager 100th episode or whatever
1: yeah where tuvok had a memory of sulu yeah something those were those failed to do a plot it was or like to have a take or a premise it was just like sulu huh huh or like you said uh, trouble with tribbles. everyone remembers that one what if cisco was there so I was I was happy at least this one made that attempt. It is about crazy old Scotty and how worthless he feels. And maybe Jordy learns an, a lesson. I don't know. Well, probably not. But uh, good job for that. Um, Scotty is shitty as always. Uh, Jordy not a great manager again. So the characters could be better. And a lot of the conversation on the Janolan is fucking uh, subtext becomes text. Yeah. But it is in the service of the plot, at least. <laughs> yes. Uh, the B-plot about this fucking Dyson Sphere stays where it's supposed to be, I said, in the fucking background, until Jordy and Scotty need to solve a technical problem together or something. Maybe I didn't dig deep enough, but I thought this was all pretty tidy. I gave it a six.
0: All right. (coughs) Um, what about world building? Uh,
1: the USS Janolin reported missing 75 years ago. It crashed into the Dyson Sphere, but
0: apparently not too bad because it's flying around again later in the episode. Yeah, they didn't, They should have sent a merchant alliance emissary out to follow the path that it was on. Yeah. I think they probably would have found it. They would have found it, and they could I have mean, got all that booty. Presumably it's been sending that distress call for 75 years. There was no one on board to trigger it. Yeah. Enterprise just had to get close enough, I guess.
1: Uh, This Dyson sphere is hard to detect from far away because of its huge mass and gravitational disturbance. I guess. Yeah. Not sure how big the Janolin was, but it looked kind of like a first draft of a
0: runabout. Yeah, I think the runabout was kind of inspired by this thing. This is the shuttle from... Well, this was made to be a shuttle for Star Trek VI, maybe for a scene that was cut, but they turned it upside down. (laughs) It does look like it's upside down. (laughs) It is.
1: Um, You can hang out in the pattern buffer for like 75 years, maybe. Uh, We got Argelius continuity. You remember what
0: happened there oh yeah that's uh that's a wolf in the fold
1: that's where he uh had a wang on the head and they took him to whore island to make him feel better <laughs> and then he killed every hooker he fucking came across but that's okay it was red jack anyway. Kirk
0: covered it up <laughs> <With the story laughs> Kurt covered it up in the most obvious way anyone ever difficult to believe but <laughs> yes he told the dumbest story ever <laughs> no one from Argelius is raising a question about it so <laughs> even that guy whose wife died yeah scotty killed that guy's wife All yeah right. that does seem to be what happened
1: uh, Norpin 5 is the place an old Crazy John, like Scotty, would go to retire. Maybe it's one of the Federation's one hundred and fifty-six tourism planets. Oh, maybe. Uh, Synthahall still gets you drunk, but
0: not, like, that drunk. That's the wildest part about Synthahall. It still that, makes you drunk. But the, you can shake off the effects easier.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: But Guinan keeps the good shit around if you need to absolutely fucking tie one off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Galaxy's Child continuity.
0: Um, I had it as a four. Uh, I mean, those are definitely it's definitely continuity. Maybe the Dyson Sphere it. is the most I important boost discovery point for continuity. So I had it as a two, but I think what I wasn't factoring some of the, con- the continuity in there. Yeah, a Dyson Sphere is still an incomprehensible piece of technology. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of discussion about various advances and similarities across 75 years, mainly of starship design, though. And since all that stuff is made up and none of it's ever really important. Hmm. Yep. Synthahol apparently tastes bad, just like replicated food tastes <laughs> bad to people. Yep. people. Uh, but everybody just fucking glugs it down. They just go to Ten Forward. Everybody in the Navy, I guess, just goes to the local bar on their ship and glugs down this bad-tasting alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Because you can almost get drunk, but that's what you're allowed to have on a starship. Yep, that seems to be the case. Replicate, you eat something that's as fresh and tasty as meat (laughs) in the way that an Impossible Burger is (laughs) more like a hamburger than some other fake hamburgers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um there's a Constitution class ship in the Fleet Museum. Mhm. No one says to Scotty. There's like 50 Miranda class starships which Yeah. as far as we know are the same age. Yeah, you could hang in on one of those, you'd be fine yeah. probably. Yeah. None of them look like they've been refit at all. No, no, they all look the same. They have the weird they have the black grills and everything on the warp nacelles, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had it as a two, but with continuity, let's make it a three. Okay. Character Character work. Well, Jordy is still terrible with people. Yeah. Um, he can't take this old man for like a one second. Picard. I I can only guess that he is very stressed out about this
1: analysis Picard wants from him because
0: he. Now, is this evidence that he should follow Scotty's instructions and start putting adding buffer time yeah yeah um you know it's like they need a little passing period for jordy to go through the halls between classes here or something right uh picard still acts like he wishes he was a pilot sometimes instead of a starship captain also, he misses the Stargazer and prefers it to his Enterprise. Bullshit. For some reason. He
1: didn't even remember the Stargazer existed when the Ferengis gave it back to him. He didn't it even was... remember the Battle of Maxia. What a bunch yeah. of bullshit.
0: I assume that that is another story of undealt with trauma. <laughs> that, like, he <laughs> uh, definitely he recognized it, but his brain fucking wouldn't let him for a second.
1: I don't know. What is that? Is that the Stargazer? Is that. Should I know what that is? Oh, I commanded it.
0: Oh, uh, I don't
1: know. It's a bit fuzzy. I'm not sure. Every time I've seen that episode, I've been baffled by his response.
0: Yeah, no compelling reason for why he preferred the Stargazer, but, you know, I wonder if it was because he had even less oversight from Starfleet Command.
1: Oh, he was just out there blasting aliens all fucking day, son.
0: Cutting them up. Yeah. He never had to go to a system. On the Stargazer, he never had to go to a system and solve a drug addiction problem. Nah, he didn't care about that at all. Yeah. He'd say, what? This is a heavy cruiser. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I got. Uh, I can like shell the surface or something. Is that what yeah. you'd like me to do?
0: Do you want me to run General Order 17 and glass this whole planet? Because I can do that. <laughs> I can do it. If the fucking Constitution could do it, I, I for sure could do it. I got what it takes. Uh, Scotty. Who counts for characterization. Mm-hmm. Feels old and out of touch. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, can you consider that Star Trek 6 ends with everybody being like, it's time to retire. That's not that weird. Yeah,
1: I mean, and they all look pretty sad about it. Even in the last scene of Star Trek 6, they, it's not like they're all ready now. After That, that weird adventure. scene like, they when they still for some reason sad.
0: Uhura gets a call from Starfleet saying, we're retiring the ship. Yeah. I know it's uh. brand new. we're to be retired or whatever do we it's like um have you seen the teacups on the excelsior that's what we're (laughs) that's the direction we're going in now as starfleet for a while also i'm pretty
1: sure in that first scene where uh spock vouches for kirk kirk says that they're gonna retire soon so like yeah okay it was three weeks early who gives a shit who
0: like all of them spock should say do they know i'm gonna live another hundred years i'm not retired (laughs)
1: What am I supposed to do? Go back to Vulcan and like, fucking argue with the computer?
0: I, Kirk made Captain Young. It makes sense that he's kind of the same age as, like, Scotty and Uhura. Chekhov should be a little younger. He should have probably another ten years in him, though, huh?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: this doesn't sound right. Maybe <laughs> yeah, he can transfer to Sulu's ship. Yeah. Uh, but he did kind of fuck the dog on this uh, all this security stuff when uh, Valeris showed him up in the when she shot the mashed potatoes. He was like, ah, it's time for me to. Uh, time for me to pack it in. I should never have been a security guy. <laughs> anyway, Scotty feels old, not a touch, uh, and no one else is in this episode. It's Geordi, Picard, and Scotty, and that's it. I agree. It's not a big character show, and I gave it a three. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, Scotty can't hide his bitterness towards Klingons when he sees Worf. He's also uh, just crazy about all this new high tech he sees. He was an engineer for fifty two years, or whatever they said. I do love Scotty trying to be the cool mentor explaining all the ways he sandbagged, procrastinated, (laughs) and expensed golf outings to the company account in his career. That's good. The TNG crew doesn't have anybody like that. He definitely feels
0: untouchable. Like... Yeah. Uh, he made it all the way to the rank of captain, and he's also retired, and he's so old now. He's and like, no here's, one's left alive. He could start tell you all really this drain shit. Starfleet of its resources. He was like, This one time on Argelius, I murdered a bunch of women.
1: He tried to tell the little pimply faced uh, teen
0: it's all about who you know.
1: <laughs> he says to him, Now the hotel rooms on Argelius. Oh, Argelius, that was a hell of a planet. <laughs> <laughs> You're like when he he starts to say, Of course I got into a spot of
0: trouble or something. Yeah, what when you this? murder Denver all those or Island?
1: Um Scotty's uh plan to save the day involves the Janolan's destruction, of course. Old school Federation types love that shit. <laughs> uh Jordy starts off cool and fun as always, but loses his cool
0: pretty quick. Also, if Janolan gets towed back, they're going to figure out what he did that killed Franklin. And maybe it was just a mistake, but (laughs) Scotty didn't get where he is by uh, not cleaning up after himself.
1: Yeah, or having someone to clean up after him, in the case of (laughs) Argelius. Yeah. Scotty does seem pretty spacey, but still, man, like... He took another one of those famous Montgomery Scott wings to the head, I think. So, like, give him some time to acclimate, man.
0: Jordy should have fucking sent him to his Leah Brahms program where he could stick his head inside the engines and yeah. ask the computer about what was going on there and stuff. And that lady would have perved on him and he would have loved it. Oh, shit, yeah. He if she said to it. him, when you touch the engine, you're touching me, Scotty, yeah. he would have been like, oh. Dude, he would have jizz <laughs> right there. You know who I like? Jordy. I <laughs> Jordy's <this guy>. cool. <laughs> I get this guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: you suppose Frakes suggested that great one-liner about ringing the doorbell on set? He's like, there's the door. Should we ring the doorbell? Or whatever. Could be. It, it falls as flat as the fucking sawdust pancakes he used to make for his dad in Alaska. <laughs> it's the worst
0: one-liner and no one remarks on it or looks at him. I make a great blackened salmon. What? What? What do you mean, blackened salmon? <laughs> you put like Cajun spices on it? Nope. Nah, I just fry it up till it's just cooked. It's cooked. I you know how good it. fish is when it's hella overcooked. It's <laughs> all rubbery. I just cook it like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> also, my secret I never wash the pan. Oh, because it's cast iron? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nah, it's just grody. <laughs>
1: you need a certain amount of groat <laughs> on that fish.
0: Uh, yeah, that joke did that. uh That did not land. No one gave him props. No,
1: no one said anything to him.
0: Also, the chatty people, the people who used to sit at the front and chat to each
1: other—Wesley mm, and Jordy,
0: Wesley and Jordy, Jordy yeah. and Data, sure. Orphan Data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't sit up front no more. It's just Data and who was it Rager this week? It's or yeah.
1: yeah, She pulls that sick maneuver in the end where she goes all sideways. No one. Yeah, no one anything. had to tell
0: her to fucking turn turn the no ship. No one told on. her, and no one says great flying. Of course. Nope. Uh, I guess no Picard... No one says, man, it's lucky this ship is shaped like it is.
1: Dude, yeah, luckily this thing's, like, hella
0: flat. Uh, I guess
1: Picard becomes invested in Scotty's plate because he's also old as hell. So he's like, Oh, people are gonna probably treat me like this crazy old man pretty soon.
0: Does he get treated better than this in Picard?
1: Oh, yeah. Nah, no, okay. yes. It's, a even though he's like such a frail sad old piece of shit in that one he he's lost the ability to act or emote All, every line comes out the same just super pathetic like <laughs> like a balloon that's like almost out of air it's very bad
0: <laughs> he's he's maybe too old i think he's too old to do tv or at least he's old enough that he should be playing his roles should now be about how old yeah. how old he is and what it's like to be that old he should play
1: uh, an old guy's old dying dad <laughs> and that should be the role he gets every time because he was so pathetic for all three seasons of picard he was extremely pathetic
0: he was 51 in 1986 so i know he, i get it he is all do the math he sold the <laughs> shit.
1: i'm not blaming him i'm blaming whoever fucking greenlit three seasons of that uh I give it a four all right quick headers uh again jordy just beams the pattern back onto the pad without any precautions No medics in case the person's in medical distress. No security in case they're hostile. Worf is fucking around somewhere in the back, not at all aware of what these two goons are doing.
0: No, it's exactly the kind of decision where at the end of the episode, Janeway's going to have to have a little talk with you about (laughs) what you did. Or Picard is going to be disappointed in you that you just defrosted three (laughs) dudes on your own authority. Just
1: on a whim. I don't know. I just felt like I had to.
0: What? Just like just I don't know, man. Choice. I'm second in com. I'm third in command of this ship. Like, yeah, you gotta let me, me make some decisions.
1: You inserted me <sighs> just way up high in the fucking chain of command here for no reason. Um, I had best actor candidate, angry drunk Scotty, explaining to the computer what program he wants to start. Maybe, um. Oh, so you said that uh, Jordy and and Scotty did know that the Enterprise was going to go off on that uh, that go that
0: the no antenna? No one explains it to them, but they are walking. Jordy is walking from Picard's ready room to the turbo lift right after that scene when okay. they are talking about moving there. So okay. I assumed that off screen <laughs> someone told Jordy what was happening.
1: Because then they like uh, they get whoopsied into that sphere, and Jordy doesn't even know they went anywhere. It seems like. <laughs> He just well, he expects tries to, to be able to contact him. I think he thinks them he should the, be able to contact him. Yeah. He thinks he, just hitting his badge is going to be good enough. Uh, and then I said, "Dang man, Ensign Ranger flies the shit out of that uh, out of that shit out of that fucking sphere like it's nothing."
0: But shouldn't a badge have a fucking chirp or something when yeah. it loses connection to the ship?
1: Yeah, it should immediately tell you disconnected, just like a Bluetooth.
0: Yeah. It can shout at you in Chinese like several of my headsets do <laughs> when it happens. I don't care. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I get it. I get. Th- I understand Chinese well enough to understand what's happening
0: I don't know here. what they're saying, but I know it ain't good.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting is sometimes my...
0: None of my podcasts have random two-bit audio Chinese yelling, so... <laughs> Occasionally... Well, you're
1: listening to the wrong shit. Occasionally, I'll be listening to something on my headphones, and Marjan will drive into the carport downstairs <laughs> and steal my signal and start yes. listening to the thing I'm listening to. She'll just start <laughs> listening to my fucking podcast in the car.
0: <laughs> like a fucking pirate. It's bullshit. There should be a way on your f- I don't think there is, but there should be a way on your phone to fucking set priority.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm here in the room with the phone. Fo- like my headphones are a foot and a half from the fucking
0: phone. Just let me keep listening to my podcast, but nope. Bonanas for bonanzas just blasting in her car. For me the thing that uh, most often happens most often happens because I'm not like i always have my phone with me but i'm not always on it i have a desktop computer that's where i do most of the things i do sure uh the thing that happens to me is i get in my car i uh, start it up you hear the beep the podcast resumes i start driving away and all of a sudden the podcast drops out and that's how i remember that i have left my phone in the house <laughs> You're like, oh, up, oh that's right again. my phone is not in my pocket
1: Uh, And finally, in this last scene where they give him a shuttle and everyone loves him and congratulates him. And Troy, who hasn't been in the whole episode, gives him a kiss on the cheek and everything. And uh, uh, Scotty still just leers at Worf as he walks by him. (laughs) Totally unremarked upon. No one says anything about it. He has no scenes with Worf. Nope. Just the one where he sees him and gives him a bad look. And then in the last scene where he sees him and gives him a bad look.
0: The only word he says to Worf is lieutenant.
1: Yep. As if you would, it's what you, uh, what someone of his age would have said to a black
0: guy, probably. Yeah, if he heard, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to know what the deal is with that Troy kiss? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a deleted scene. This episode was eight minutes long. There's a deleted scene where Troy goes to talk to Scotty. And he get right. he gets everybody mad that, was trying to cheer him up. He gets mad that Jordy sent a counselor to talk to him.
1: Ah, uh, he should because Jordy is always sick in the counselor on people. He did remember he did this to Barkley.
0: Jordy's whole plan for dealing with people is to send call counselor their Troy therapist. To
1: him. Yeah, and be like, uh, I sent him home for the day. You need to go talk to him.
0: What the yeah. fuck? So. In this scene where she kisses him on the cheek, it's weird because it's the first interaction that we see, but they did have a scene together. Right, that well, was canonically, fun. they didn't. So. Yeah, that's right. What the fuck?
1: Uh, yeah, that's it for quick hitters for me. What about you?
0: Uh, code 1-Alpha-Zero, ship in distress. Um, well, we've never heard that before. So, did Starfleet <laughs> update some regulations and Riker's been boning up? Or did he just notice an old regulation and he's now loudly shouting it on the bridge so that let's see <laughs> knows, knows he knows that he's read things. that one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I get the feeling when he learns a new thing, he does shout it on the bridge so people know he <laughs> knows it.
0: Well, does I mean, listen, if Riker has a thought that he doesn't announce on the bridge, did it happen? Yeah, probably not. Uh, and then, like I said, season one Riker would have known what a Dyson Sphere was. Like
1: Yes, and he would have said something like, of course! Yeah. <laughs> What else but a Dyson Sphere?
0: (laughs) Now he weakly says, some kind of probe. (laughs) Some kind of
1: probe is so good.
0: Everyone knew. I'm not familiar with a Dyson Sphere that Picard (laughs) has to immediately assuage his feelings by being like, it's an old theory. Yeah, yeah,
1: don't worry about it. It's Uh, not because you're dumb. Yeah, no, I mean, look, there are many instances of Riker. Uh, No effect is another good one. Again, three beats after they've finished firing at something and nothing happened, and everyone knows. And then the but the all time best no is season two,
0: season two Riker, where he needs his handheld on the clone thing or just in a big way. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. I guess he didn't do too many gropplers, huh? He does no, okay groppled a the lot
1: in season one.
0: He does okay with the Guardian of the Takan Empire, uh-huh. um, which, by the way, I think that's part of that Star Trek game that came out a couple months ago. That's only on the Epic Store, so I haven't played it.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I heard. But that York that was, played it.
0: Seemed to like it. But he likes all
1: Star Trek. So, what does that mean? It literally means nothing. You can't trust his opinions on anything.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: But he's still on. He's still in scancies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's gotten. He just finished what coming of age. He's getting deep now. Uh he f- finished Transfigurations. The Transfigurations is not Scant. Transfigurations is his regular sequence. Oh, that's what you mean. Ones. Oh, where he is in the Scants. Yeah, yeah I In don't the know. Scant rundown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was weird, I thought, on the Janola when Riker said, Worf, go do something so we can have a little beat when Scotty sees a Klingon. You know, Sam <laughs> Clemens protocol. <laughs> that's right. It was the same, basically. Except Scotty took it way less well. Well, Scotty has history with Klingons. and yeah, also no, they've, despite they've fought I guess, in the,
1: the Tribbles episode.
0: I guess by this point in Scotty's life, he's seen all kinds of Klingons. Fu Manchu Klingons, sure. whatever General Chang was. <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: Colonel West.
0: Uh, <laughs> Colonel West.
1: <laughs> every kind of Klingon you can think
0: of. <laughs> he's seen all the types of Klingons. Yep. It's true. Um, Lady Klingons
1: who call him out for being racist at dinner. Yeah,
0: as at yeah. Birth.
1: He's, seen, he's seen it all. Ah, oh, was it
0: Scotty particularly? I, I know mean, all she... of
1: them. They all did a bad job, and that's why that movie's so good, because afterward, Kirk is so disgusted with everything, and he just goes, well, let me know if there's some other way we can mess up tonight, and leaves. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, Star Trek Six, 6 is a pretty good movie. It's a very, very good movie. Uh, again, until the <laughs> they pose for the picture that no one took.
0: Yeah, but that's almost the last thing that happens I in know. the movie. I so. know. But that part you go, what the fuck am I looking at?
1: But the rest of it is very I mean, maybe not so much of... of the two fuck. Kirk's fighting isn't so good either. Fuck, are we too old? Yeah, man. Hey. That's fuck, the underlying man. theme of all the Star Trek movies that are good. Are we yeah. just too fucking old? Just too goddamn old. Should we not be in charge of anything because we're too old? Oh, wait, this episode Relic says, don't worry, not so fast.
0: Um, Why does Jordy think he can address Scotty as Mr. Scott in the mm. first scene where they talk? When he is a full Starfleet captain. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because he was retired? I don't know. Well, I wonder if it's because he's been playing holodeck games, and he knows that's how Kirk used to address him. He names his kid holodeck names? Yeah, he names his kid holodeck names, but yes. And then I wondered if the next thing was, was Jordi going to put on his purple sweater and make him fungily also? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, he's found that it doesn't work so well in the ladies, but if you just want to make a nice friend... Maybe you could bro down. Yeah, you could bro down with somebody. He needs a friend. His friend is Data, and that's hard.
1: It's not healthy. You shouldn't have that as your only friend.
0: Sometimes you gotta go stare at his fucking abstract paintings and go, I don't know, man. If I painted a weird, deep hole like that, I'd go talk to Counselor Troy, but you're supposed to not have emotions, so...
1: (laughs) Sometimes you walk into his quarters, and it's dark, and he's just staring ahead, stroking his cat, and
0: then you back out, and you don't say anything. You just don't bring it up. <clears throat> um, This kid looks like the duties he has to get back to include running the popcorn machine at the ship's IMAX theater. <laughs> like, they sent him to go take Scotty to his quarters. I can't believe He's got he mission critical work to do. <laughs> he hates him so much. He hates he would probably murder him if he
1: thought he could get away with Scott it. His uniform That's how much he hates this guy. is
0: not clean. He's maybe he pooped his pants during the crash or something. <laughs> uh this guy wants to get out of there so bad.
1: Uh huh.
0: You think if you poop your pants, <laughs> but then you go through the transport cycle, the biofilter will get that out of there for you.
1: I don't know what it's I don't know what it is designed to do, uh fecally. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm by the joking. way, when I say when I kept saying he hates him like that, I what I'm specifically referencing. It's just such a, a brother date pull. Is the DVD commentary of News Radio oh. where they, where Andy Dick is watching a scene with him and somebody I don't remember who and he just starts laughing hysterically and saying they hate me <laughs> about his character. They hate me. All of them hate me. And he thinks it's so <laughs> hilarious how much they just fucking despise Matthew. <laughs> anyway.
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, they didn't love Andy Dick either.
1: So. No, well, that's that's how it all got written in.
0: Jordy uh, really lays out Starfleet's philosophy with regard to ships when he says if the Janolan didn't have so much structural damage, it would probably still be in service. Yeah. That 100% accords with what we have just seen, say, in the Dominion War. Yep, or 100%. You know, every single guest ship that showed up in,
1: they would have put an extra phaser cannon on that thing and called it a fighter in the Dominion War.
0: Yeah, up until the we see the Phoenix, every single other ship in TNG is, has been is a, Miranda and Oberth or an Excelsior. Yeah, all ships from the movie era. Yeah, and then the you
1: know, there were some kit bashes at Wolf Three Five Nine.
0: Oh, and I guess we see the Constellation, <laughs> but that is a, also a kit bash. Yes, of movie era parts. So.
1: Right. Uh the O We see the Oberth. That's got um we see the uh corridors and they look like TNG corridors.
0: They right? do look like the TNG corridors, but the Oberth but is did the Grissom the o- from Yeah, we did see the Oberth in the Star, Star Trek Trek 3? 3. Yeah. yeah. So it's not uh it's not new either. Right. Um I don't know, man, why would they give him a shuttle? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so super, wild. Yeah. It's just like they don't really explain it. It's just so incredibly just, difficult to think about why that would happen. Yeah. Which uh, one did they gave, give
1: him? Hmm? Which one did they give him?
0: Oh, this is a good question. I bet Memory Alpha knows. I
1: bet someone knows which one they gave
0: him. I wasn't paying It's probably visible attention. on the thing. You know, I wonder if it was U-com the El- Albaz again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, the always... El- wasn't
0: the Albaz El- a Type 15? I don't fucking remember. This, I think, was a Type 6. Yes. Let's see. Act 5. Which one did they give him? You do, do the Goddard. Ah, see, I don't even remember that one. That's fine. They can give that one away. It was shuttle number 15, replacing the shuttlecraft Magellan, lost in 2368. Mm, I mean, I'm sure we remember when that happened, but I... That's the, the one they used not... in the next phase. Ah. And then they gave it to Scotty. <laughs> let's, in apocryphal, let's find out what happened to it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Scotty rechristens it the Romaine after Mira Romaine Oh, I thought it was going to be after the lettuce Maybe <laughs> In the novel uh, crossover, Scotty stole the USS Yorktown to rescue Spock from <laughs> Romulan captivity Sure <clears throat> And throat> used the Goddard's comparatively powerful computer to control the Yorktown in place of the hundreds of crew members it would normally have required Uh-huh so I guess the Yorktown that got capped that got uh, that he stole in Apocrypha Oh going deep here uh, I mean, it just looks like it was probably a constitution class ship, but I thought Yorktown was the one that got renamed Enterprise A. It was. maybe they then had
1: to rename another constitution, Yorktown. <laughs> it's <Wow>.
0: complicated. <laughs> All right. anyway, that's what happens to that shuttle. I give best actor to Jordy. Okay. And uh for worst actor, Scotty gives a weird line read in that one transporter scene that I suggest they could have cut. Hmm. Where he says to Jordy, never get drunk unless you're willing to pay for it the next day. <laughs> like the fucking actor. I think actor. I I think I couldn't actually read it weird enough. Yeah. Uh I don't know if that's worse than say that ensign that looks like child Picard, but it's what stuck with me. Sure. Okay. That's fair.
1: All right. So we really took Ooh. a long time to get through one. Yeah. Uh thirty-three points. Sure, I mean that's that didn't used to be an impressive score, but No, it's not impressive, these days, but uh you know.
0: thirty three points is what won last week. And, yeah, these days uh, that's also not bad. the week before. Yeah and also the week before. Uh, it's actually pretty weird And it's better than the winner From, from the, week the previous week The last time something higher than a 33 one Was Rocks and Shoals in week 124 So, so you see what I mean <laughs> 33's got a chance, huh? In with oh, a yeah. chance um, Second place last week Was Voyager mm. So the next episode We're going to discuss is Fairhaven Fairhaven <laughs> We open on a steam train pulling into the station in the town of Fairhaven. Yeah, how's Some, the music though? It's I mean, it's no mobile. What would you expect? <laughs> it's <laughs> It'd uh, be listen, so upset. It's penny whistle music. <laughs> uh b- because and there are horse-drawn carts, basically this is turn of the 20th century Ireland. Good. Great. Uh where in Ireland? Well, They didn't get it quite right, so somewhere. Sure. It's either (laughs) in Eastern County Cork or it's somewhere right by the sea. Right. Figure it out. Uh, And Tom Paris is there dressed like an Irish asshole. Uh Uh-huh. He runs into motherfucking Bataille from the inner light. Yeah, but he's got a really bad Irish accent. Who spits a bunch of fake Irish nonsense at him that would embarrass the writers of the Gnomemobile. (laughs) Yeah. Harry Kim is in this dumb game too, trying to get it wet. Yeah. Uh, Shmolus is a priest. I guess this is like the crew's new hollow spot. I like Sandrine's not... or yeah. the beach resort where Harry fell in love with a computer.
1: <laughs> He's... They've
0: had a lot of bad trips, bad holiday trips. Well, Janeway didn't get the memo about costumes because she comes in in uniform right in the middle of Harry Kim's big arm-wrestling triumph over Liam. Liam hasn't lost in three years or whatever they say. Yeah. She pulls everyone out because there's a Class 9 neutrino wavefront approaching. But before she goes, she <laughs> shoots a look at some third-rate Liam Neeson behind the bar, like if Liam Neeson had bulked up and played Wolverine for some reason, but less good-looking. Yep. Yeah. Well, this neutrino storm has caught Voyager with its ass hanging out stationary and they can't go to warp because it's quote already affecting the plasma flow Sure, you get it and it's the wavefront is traveling faster than Voyager can outrun at impulse speeds, so they're gonna have to ride it out by generating an inverse warp field
1: so okay Janeway- blew a raspberry at that <laughs>
0: yeah for sure I mean <laughs> you, uh, there's only so m- like uh I Google Docs has a smart quote that you have to turn off if you want to do anything useful, right. like with copy and paste, but it, they're not smart enough to catch how I feel about inverse warp field. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Janeway is reading a pad on a couch that I don't remember ever seeing in the mess hall. Oh. And Neelix comes to see why she's up so late. And it turns out That she grew up in Indiana, so storms have always made her uneasy. Mm, This is going to be a big part of the episode, probably. Probably, right? Yeah. Uh, And I guess this is where they make the official decision to just leave Fairhaven running 24-7 for the crew. And when Neelix leaves, Janeway gets another crazy look in her eye, and she goes right back to the bar Sullivan's. To talk to the bartender, Michael, who talks her into staying for a game of rings. And this game is flirtatious, but only if you're dumb. Yeah, well, lucky for us at home. Like, it's really much more mean-spirited than anything. Yeah. Then they arm wrestle. Sure. And at some point, she starts doing, like, she's like half doing an Irish accent, like she's back from a semester abroad. uh huh This guy tells her, don't send me no letter because I can't read. And then his wife, Frances, comes in. But don't worry too much. She's plain. It's not a thing. It's not a threat to this romance that we're all so invested in.
1: Yes, this this scene was life-changing for me.
0: Yeah. Janeway bugs off. And in the next scene, she's going to get a radiation shot because, remember, these neutrinos. Yeah, yeah they of, don't have what, such as a catwalk to go live in. Right, they fall. can't go hang out in the catwalk. Mm-hmm. Oh, um... But also she's there so that she, she and Schmollis and Tom Paris can talk about how great Fairhaven is Fuck and how God. Tom Paris should totally expand it into Holodeck too because it's Please so great. don't. And they all have a laugh at Schmollis because he wants to play a bigger role in the village because he's the priest there. And then it's up to the bridge to ride out the shockwave and uh they're fine tuvok's station smokes a little but they get through the leading edge more or less okay yeah that's but really it's going case case be...
1: scenario when you stand near one of those things a little oh, bit of yeah, smoke yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, fuck yeah, it yeah, yeah. crushed it
0: today oh uh, he didn't even like look around for a fire extinguisher or anything he was like that honestly that's fine he's like that's good actually it's good when it does that and then it, later when it explodes it'll have less energy <laughs> honestly i kind of like the smell uh it covers up the stench of humans That's right. (laughs) That's right. Please remember. They have um, three more days in the storm. Yeah. Damn it. So we cut to a captain's log where Janeway talks all about this dude she met in the holodeck. Someone is going to read this someday. Yeah, that's not her personal log, is it? No, it (laughs) is not. Uh, Then she's gone down to the hologram research lab, it's very clearly signed on the door. Uh, so she can, like, tinker with Michael Sullivan's parameters.
1: Mm, and I think, you know, that means
0: dong size. Well, we, we see her tell the computer to give him an education and some self-confidence. And also mm. to make him an inch taller. Mm. And also to remove his wife from the simulation. Yeah. Because that... she is five alarm horny. Is she so horny for this Irish all the Um, But we do cut away before she asks the computer for a real Foster's can of a Cho just thick as hell. (laughs) Like a big old fucking sweet potato. Uh, We get a, um, in my canon, her thing is uh, girth. Sure. (laughs) Uh, We get a brief scene of Tuvok's eye view, and it ain't great. Yeah. Uh, He's dizzy, and plus he tells Seven he's got diarrhea, like the guy who disappears from the bridge in disaster. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom and Harry walk in and completely fail to read the room, and they try to convince him to go meditate in Fairhaven, and listening to them describe the ocean, and also listening to Neelix talk about Irish food, makes him so nauseated he has to go to sickbay. Plus, if humans stink to Vulcans, how do you think Neelix smells?
1: Oh yeah, that guy's, uh, I think genetically, he's like half, uh, fucking badger, yeah. and half fucking, uh,
0: warthog or something. And all his clothes. He's are made basically out of a
1: arcade. fucking rocksteady or bebop or whatever, right? I
0: imagine, yeah. Yeah. Or uh what's the uh like He's such a as. Tokar or a uh, no. Toka to- or a Razor? What are the Sure, one of the other mutants from the Ooze movie. The Ooze movie. Yeah. Janeway has dressed up and goes to find the new and improved Michael Sullivan in Fairhaven. He's uh reading at the train station now. And he tries to talk to her about Irish poets no one has ever heard of. Mm. And they're about to set off for a walk to Castle O'Dell when Chicote comes up in uniform, I guess so that he can chuckle about her dress. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, he does, because back on the bridge, Chicote starts to pry about Janeway's new interest in Irish culture. She's got one of those poetry books with her. Also, he noticed that she made Sullivan taller.
1: <laughs> yeah he noticed a lot of things man
0: they have a little coded exchange where he tells her she shouldn't be embarrassed and also that he definitely fucks on the holodeck and everyone does. we
1: saw Harry Kim trying to do it in like scene 1 yeah
0: exactly like again his point is yeah this that's normal what you're doing is normal and don't just worry about it just
1: like what Tom it. Paris said uh, that one time to Harry Kim everyone falls in love on the holodeck man
0: yeah. just like Riker said I'll be in holodeck 4 if anyone needs me
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly Just like we talked about earlier with Jordy getting it on with Leo Brahms. Yeah. This is what the holodeck is used for. Just like what Quark says in every episode, it is explicitly
0: used for sex. Yep. Uh, So they do this little coded exchange about it, but it's not that coded, and they're right on the bridge, and for sure Tuvok can hear them with those ears. Oh, yeah, man. Tuvok and fucking, I bet the Hirogen are listening in. Everyone (laughs) can hear this shit, man. (laughs) If not them, then at least the Hierarchy.
1: Yeah. Oh man, you know Jason Alexander's listening to all of this fucking shit. Nah,
0: man, that's the think tank. The
1: hierarchy of the potatoes. The potato okay. men. They do listen a lot, but you think Jason Alexander's
0: not listening? No, I for Don't sure. Don't be it's... stupid. He's listening. No, the trailer said he was there. <laughs> uh we cut I'm to... surprised they
1: didn't give Jason Alexander a shuttle in the air of that episode. Like. Given He's not on, on the show already. He's right? not
0: coming back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we sent him away on a shuttle yeah um we cut to a big irish dance in sullivan's and Janeway's just twirling and twirling with this guy and she's out of breath and then she has the room fucking cleared so she mm. can sit on his face it's um it's
1: bold considering we already know the crew are just wandering in and out of this program uh, yes, she has
0: given the crew 24 7 this thing is on 24 7 uh but she, she straight up tells the computer to clear all other characters. <laughs> yeah, get them all out of here because
1: like they can't be in the way when I am fucking this dude. I'd fuck him with all these people around, but like they'll get in the way.
0: Yeah, it is time. Yeah. Um, but the next morning, in her quarters, she is melancholy. And she has mm. all of the Irish books recycled. When Neelix comes in to tell her about the big rings tournament he's throwing at Sullivan's, she is not interested. Mm -hmm. But that's where we cut to again. The whole episode takes place in this fucking backlot. Seven's crushing it at the rings tournament. And Bataille fucking sweet talks her into sitting down to have a date somehow. Yep. Uh, Neelix is behind the bar. And it turns out that that's because the holographic character of Michael Sullivan is drinking morosely in a corner. And Schmollis and TP think that's weird, so they go to talk to the hologram.
1: It seems like they think it's weird, but then I think it becomes. Soon I think it becomes, a, a, for some reason, an important thing in the story uh-huh. that they are very worried about and need to fix that he's depressed.
0: Yes. They're not. They're like, we should deal with this. Um. <laughs> He is heartbroken and he's not cool about it. Cause he's also, he's drinking for the first time in 15 years no. he kicks a chair and that gets everyone's attention. So everyone in the bar hears when it turns out he's busted up cause Janeway's gone and he can't find her anywhere. And he yeah. draws a picture of vo- a little outline of Voyager and he shows it to Tom <laughs> Paris, who is scared. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the whole ship shakes yeah. when he pulls a lever. Uh he thinks Paris knows where she is, and he gets in a big dumb holodeck Irish fist fight with him in the whole bar.
1: I guess the holodeck safeties are off or something.
0: Listen, we don't fucking know what the holodeck safeties do. <laughs> it's hard but to here, say, but they all get hurt. Here's a couple of things we know they don't do: they don't stop O'Brien from hurting his arm.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Uh, you could. I mean, you could hurt your joints doing all kinds of things. That would they be. They do problem. stop a fake phaser from killing you. Yeah, they but learned but that apparently. last
0: week. You can get tossed around a bar by a drunk Irishman, though. Yeah, or, like, I don't know. Maybe Shmolas hit Tom Paris for no reason. (laughs) Well, those two are the, I say in my notes, they're the Warfan and O'Brien of this show. Oh, for sure. Just always fist fighting and shit. Um, yeah. So, because after this, Janeway finds the crew getting patched up, and Shmolas, um, he takes her for a little walk so they could talk about what's going on. Hmm. And she acts like a real player. Like, yeah. she's like, yeah, I was using him. What of it? But um, but eventually she opens up to him. And it turns out that her problem is that this guy is, like, too perfect. You know, be careful what you wish for. Mm. Or she's, like, already unsatisfied that she can just make him as perfect as she wants. And I think she still thinks that the whole thing is a little juvenile and embarrassing. Right. Right. But Schmollis is like, hey, you can't date anybody on this crew. Except for Chaco. I mean, you could maybe date Chakotay, but imagine <laughs> that. The Magnificent Bickersons. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so why not date a hologram? And uh, also, by the way, uh, if Michael Sullivan isn't real, what the fuck am I?
1: Yeah, uh, she's uh, she's as rude as she always is in yeah. this conversation with Schmollis.
0: And she should say, you know better than to go barking up that tree with me, Doctor. Yeah, if yeah, I do not give a shit, I'll turn you off tomorrow. He thinks that all she really needs to do is give up a little control over this relationship and try again. Hmm. But, they're at the trailing edge of the Neutronic Gradient, as they've been calling it now. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good. Um, I mean, they're like, really, at the, they've only got to write it out for five more minutes, but wouldn't you know it? The inverse warp field is failing. <laughs> Chakotay thinks that they can use the deflector to cut a path through the rest of it, but that would take so much power, Matt, that they'd have to shut down everything, including oh. the holodecks.
1: I hope someone says. Uh, I hope somebody says on the bridge during the <laughs> crisis that to save Voyager. They'll have to scrap Fairhaven. And this is yeah. a real choice we have to make right now. Yeah, America. yeah.
0: Harry Kim's got more fucking bad news. The little save icon is currently spinning. <laughs> he so can't get it to save. If they shut it down Maybe now, it saved. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. They could lose most of Fairhaven. They say that on the bridge.
1: Should we die? Should we die instead? Yeah. Because I can't live if Fairhaven's not the same.
0: Well, uh, Janeway says do it. And Harry does, and you know, they bust through into open space. And sure enough, Fairhaven's a wreck. There's um, there's something called photonic decay going on. Yeah, and, yeah uh, sure. Oh, they can only save maybe 5-10% of it, but Ty gets deleted in front of Tom and Harry, no one's sad. And, <laughs> uh, they have to decide what to save, and Tom goes to ask Janeway, um, quote, what to throw away and what to keep. Hmm. And, uh, she goes back to the hollow research lab and has a little chat with Michael Sullivan to tell him she's leaving for reasons. Yeah. And he well, says he summertime. loves her. Yeah. She's got to ramble. Exactly. He says he loves her. And, uh, she says, well, you know, i tell you what, maybe I'll be coming back this way in, uh, six or seven weeks, mm-hmm. uh, when the next episode airs, when spirit folk airs. And, uh, <laughs> I might I might stop in and she gives him a kiss on the cheek and then she shuts him off uh, to make one final modification. She asks the computer to lock her out of his behavioral subroutines. And it mm-hmm. seems like that's the thing the computer can do. The end.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've learned by now. Don't fucking ask the computer unless you've given it a lot of thought. Yeah. Who knows how it's going to take that order?
0: <laughs> it's a very good point. Are you interpreting all the symbols? No. Searching
1: your I subconscious mean, for their meaning? I did try Chicote, but it's very difficult. Why do you make it so difficult, Chicote? Seriously, this one was all over the place. Listen to this rambling explanation of the take. <coughs> it's good that you can't design your lover in a lab because it's the fucking differences. The unexpected is what keeps it interesting. Maybe she laughs at farts. You never know, man. Well, I guess the real-life equivalent of this is, don't be so damn picky. Your uh, prospective lover isn't going to check everything off your list. It still might be great. Using sci-fi to tell us this isn't required, but it's fine. Or, for the first time ever, a pleasant fantasy is every bit as good as a harsh reality. Maybe The Cage had that one as a take. I don't know. Or, wait, it isn't again? Maybe it isn't as good as a harsh reality. That's right. I, I can't keep track. That's right. This one was, uh, every time, by the way, I changed it three times during her conversation with Schmallus. I couldn't figure out what her problem was. <laughs>
0: yes. So I didn't know what the episode was trying to tell me. I mean, at so, the end where she locks herself out, it yes. does seem like. So ultimately. Maybe number one was the one. Yes. I went
1: with the first one, which is, it's good you can't design your lover in a lab. So I gave that a five. I
0: I didn't know what to do, but it could also have been several other things. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, actually, we're 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 pretty much in the same space here. I suppose the down the middle take for this episode is don't try to change people. A okay. relationship without any conflict might as well be masturbation. There you go. But um, that's the problem in this episode because that's what everyone says the problem is. Sure. It's possible to imagine so many other issues with this relationship as we see it that it's just when Janeway says, "I realized that I." he started snoring and I was just about to change him. And then I was like, this is fake and it's bullshit. Yeah. And we just have to go, I guess that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, still, it is a genuine take. I do think it's science fiction because it explores the idea of what if you could create your perfect mate in a lab? Yes. Which you can't do in, would be hard to do on a cop show. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but AI is pretty weird these days. It is. It's getting it Might there. be possible to do it. Um, So I'm not mad at the take Take's not the bad part of this episode I gave it a 6
1: Okay. Uh, execution then
0: Is this and the like, bad part of the episode? I don't know quite what to say <laughs> It's bad And also it's not that bad Like mm. it sucks shit That they made one Irish actor <laughs> Fuck around in this parody world With a fat guy going <laughs> It's so bad And they made him a brooding violent drunk <clears throat> And Jane Janeway classes him up by sending him to a Protestant university Yes It sucks in general that Voyager writers have made the decision here That Irish stereotypes that were a little long in the tooth in the 90s Sure Are still super popular in the future It's the good stuff It's that the good even, stuff that TP loves Even after reunification, they can't shake this crap <laughs> I know, man, You think that Irish
1: unification is, like, it's the hotness, but... It
0: should put him on a better path than what we see here in Fairhaven. Yeah. It feels bad to have any character fall in love with a hologram, but since the whole point of the episode is that it's fine and normal, and no one is uh, really awful to Janeway about it... Yeah. That's not that bad. The B-plot is paper-thin, and the stakes of losing Fairhaven... Oh are a lot less interesting than the question of whether Janeway is going to keep interacting with it and Sullivan in particular. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's better if Fairhaven is undamaged and Janeway has to make a, a, you know, more of a choice, right?
1: As always, they neuter their own take and their own execution so that the person in the story doesn't really have to make that hard a choice. They Uh do it almost every time where you go, well, if you hadn't done that, then the person could have had a real dilemma. Good thing that didn't happen.
0: Uh, It would have been nice if anyone asked whether Sullivan was becoming something new once he went off script and started drinking. Mm -hmm. And if that had any consent ramifications for Janeway continuing to make changes to him.
1: Yeah, you know, because the doctor's a hologram. Fucking God.
0: It's not wildly great that no one suggests that maybe Janeway doesn't need a man who smashes up his own bar because of emotions. (laughs) Um, that was a long list of complaints. But honestly, I was so clenched up from the description of this episode, and it's actually so mild and gentle that I just gradually relaxed through the whole watch. Okay. Like, I was just, I just kept breathing out. Every new scene, every new act, I was like, okay. It's, it was like Homer Simpson said, you know yes. what's great about you, English? Octopussy. I must have yeah. seen that movie twice, and then I was exactly. like, exactly, all right. Yeah, that's not so bad. Um. At the end of the day, I gave it a four for execution. Okay.
1: Uh, I said, yikes. This depiction of the Irish is as bad as I'd expect. Fuck me. Being Irish must be weird. There are no decent depictions of them in any media. I think even Irish media. Everyone is just like, fucking Irish.
0: I'm sure there are, but uh, it's not the two pieces of Irish media that I know best and like best. Bridget and Eamon and Dairy Girls. Yeah, Dairy
1: Girls. It's more of the same.
0: Dairy Girls is very much more of the same. Bridget and Eamon is arguably even worse, so. Okay,
1: so you see what I mean.
0: Yeah. It just must be weird. It's gotta
1: be, it's gotta be tough. Uh, so we both picked up on all of that. Uh, it was hol- fucking
0: impossible not to. They set the exact Dude, tone. It was... <laughs>
1: When fucking as like you said, when was, Bataille shows up and he has the
0: worst fucking Irish accent
1: I've ever seen on a TV show.
0: There's only like two or three other characters that speak in Fairhaven. Yeah. And and his wife gets deleted after one scene, but I don't remember her being great. No. And I was just like this guy was in Waking Ned Divine. <laughs> now he's gotta do this. Yeah. Uh, he's gotta act next to Bataille.
1: <laughs> Batai's taking a big hit in this one although Batai gets Batai a lot sucked of sucked in the other one
0: <laughs> honestly it's possible that Batai fucked seven of nine <laughs> I would like to think the character's happen. name is Seamus in case you thought that they were yeah. doing anything there
1: I'd like to believe that Seamus absolutely gave it to seven of nine
0: Well, uh, she's already decided she already there was like two candidates to date on Voyager we've gone through this uh-huh. and uh, although the one the guy, guy who got was scared. very nice about the lobster stuff I, I he, disagreed there's not going to be a second date for sure So, <laughs> <laughs> no. and I don't know what happened with that other ensign or whatever but uh, yeah so yeah. I guess I guess Hologram batite is the only one knocking on her door these days anyway so uh,
1: a holodeck love story Just as Janeway hasn't learned any holodeck lessons from the people who came before her, these writers haven't either. Uh, But just like in this week's TNG episode, the B-plot stays in the background most of the time, thank God. But the big decision she has to make, and it's crazy that Harry Kim brings it up, is that to save all of their lives and Voyager, they have to kill Fairhaven.
0: Jesus, man! It's just just like...
1: Harry... (sighs) That is not an important thing to say right now. Please no. do not say that. No. Uh I had it as a two. Okay.
0: Um <clears throat> World Building. World building.
1: Uh the new shitty hollow program. Shittier than Sandrines. Some stupid wave front thing. Fuck me, how can I make it through the next forty Voyagers? Is what I wrote. Um I feel like AI can do ninety percent of what the Holodeck does already in terms of story and dialogue. Unfortunately, that other ten percent is still pretty buck wild. Yeah, like it, like a Smash Mouth hell scream or something.
0: <laughs> uh, it's certainly uh, the ability of AI to answer a prompt in the way that we've seen on the Holodeck has come a lot, a long way just in the time we've been doing this show.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's all very recent stuff. Um, I guess these holograms are programmed to cross the line, man. This Irish dad hunk is married. Yeah. No, Kate. No. That's a no. Uh, the weather nets didn't catch those scary storms in Indiana, I guess. Uh, so she yeah, only hey, we mentions haven't. thunderstorms.
0: Listen, I think we're going to not like that when it comes up in yeah. True Q in yes. two weeks. Yeah, so I don't know how mad I am about it in this one that there are still storms in Indiana.
1: I mean, she did just say thunderstorms, so maybe those they don't bother with those. I don't know,
0: Um, or maybe they're like there's supposed to be thunderstorms in Indiana. That's how it works. So we have thunderstorms in the weather net. Like we keep we suppress the most extreme events, but like it ain't Indiana if there aren't thunderstorms. That's right. See, I can, the, hey, the middle experience. of the country is supposed to be a little swampy, so we keep it a little swampy. You don't like it? Move to Paris. That's right. <laughs> you can just do that. You, in fact, you don't. You can you can live in Indiana and go to Paris when it's too swampy. That's right.
1: That's right, man. There ain't no economy. Don't yeah. none of this matter.
0: Nog uh, Nog beams to New Orleans to eat dinner every night.
1: Yeah, yeah, he fucking does. Uh, Janeway just. Out here making a fuck program in front of Chaco and T P and the computer and fucking Q and the Lady Q and the Wildman <clears throat> baby and everybody. <laughs> it's crazy what people do in this show. I gave it a two for
0: world building. She doesn't even this is gonna be my quick hitters, but she doesn't even like run a private instance of Fairhaven in a different. Oh. No. The doesn't one like, that everyone's just in. It's like if I made a Skyrim where a mod where you could just get all the fucking jewels of Baron's Ire or whatever. They're, they're okay. just maybe all sitting in a house that I built and it's, <laughs> right, it's on the road from what's the place. What's the place where they stop at first Helgen or something or yeah. Yeah. It's in between there and Riverwood. There's a little house and you just go in there and all, so of, you them, just all of them are there. Like, so you, these just are mine. It. You just finish the quest right then. Cause I ain't going all over shit to get them. Right. But then I just pushed that. So now that's in everyone's Skyrim. <laughs> now, when you load up Skyrim for the first time, you run into that house and you're like, oh, weird. I picked up one of these gems and got a quest. Huh, are the other 23 all in this room?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, yep, I like completed that quest. Well, that's huh. a weird quest. A weird quest. That's weird. She's making. This bartender's changes. acting weird. And she's
0: making changes to one of the central characters in Fairhaven, the yeah. local barkeep.
1: It does seem like most of them are unnamed and they all have the same voice, kind of like in Skyrim.
0: Listen, we know this character is important because Chakote notices he got three taller. centimeters taller.
1: Yeah. Sure. But yeah. She's not right. I figured that was because end, Chaco was checking up on her, but
0: yeah. I mean that too. <laughs>
1: uh yeah. Alright, so I, yeah. Two for me.
0: Uh Vulcans are like allergic to neutrino storms <laughs> despite the fact that neutrinos pass through basically everything untouched and to detect them we have to build these huge pools of water miles underground or maybe it was a neutron storm because like they were it was neutron stars colliding they kept saying neutronic over and over <laughs> again <laughs> uh. anyway hey, vulcans uh, are allergic to something and it makes them yarts so what was that by the way
1: uh, I- it wasn't quite literally because he's in the other bridge scenes, you know, saying stuff at the security console.
0: Why did that scene happen? Just oh, to show uh, why he
1: wasn't in Fairhaven? Why not just put him
0: in Fairhaven? I oh, uh, not uh, My guess as the behind-the-scenes answer to that question <laughs> is they wanted to make a joke about how Irish food is unappealing. Oh, so just to really lay it on the Irish yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, so when Neelix comes over and he's like, what do you think we should make? And everyone's like, oh, definitely blood pudding. And then... Uh-huh. Tuvok's got to fucking excuse himself to go yards. Uh, just another excuse to give I, it to I think the it's Irish. just another shot at the Irish, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, the holodecks work so bad that they don't make sense. The idea that if you have to cut power suddenly to the holodeck, you could lose part of the program.
1: Uh, this is totally consistent too, because yes. they uh, f- worried over and over and over again they're going to lose the doctor's program, and we yeah. never understood. We were like, "What do you mean by that?
0: How it's is that like possible?" The computer is somehow all RAM, and that <laughs> yeah. when they when they run a program from the holodeck, they're not loading it in from long term storage; they're just running it in place. And if something goes wrong, it's That's irretrievable. It. So that also means there's, like, fucking no version control
1: Yes, on this any of these about. What novels? do you mean? You just reload the doctor. I don't understand why you keep yeah. saying his program's going to be lost.
0: And it's like, maybe the computers run faster. Like, this is what, when you run from an, uh, when you have an SSD in your computer, right? Uh-huh. Shit loads faster because you're loading it from the bountiful long-term storage that you have into the limited RAM, which is the where it actually runs from because that's so fast. Right. So maybe it's just like it just runs faster and but don't worry it's permanent, you just run it in place. But it's like, wouldn't you want to keep a copy for something like version control? Yeah. So you can roll back a change or reboot yes. to factory standards or any of this shit?
1: The answer is obviously yes. Yeah. But well, then they couldn't have all of the dramas that they have all the time.
0: They have a technical expert. You know, they have a science consultant on uh, Star Trek, but you don't know nothing
1: about computers. <laughs> well, I mean, here's what I know. If or I at least nothing com- about software. You get me a one of them computers everyone's talking about. I can email everyone in fucking <laughs> Indiana,
0: man. Approximately. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> at least within 100 miles. Uh, yeah. Deflector dishes continue to be Trek writers deus ex machina. They could punch a hole in whatever the storm is. Inverse warp fields. So we got us a solid one out of ten for world building here. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, characterization. Um, Seven is and always has been down, at least in theory. It's true. So, I mean,
1: from almost moment one, she's like, take off your pants, dude.
0: I think the writers really have built a universe where everyone is too intimidated to ask her out. Yeah. And that's just the only the the, the canonical explanation for yep.
1: she's why, all borgy. This,
0: why this extremely bad chat up from Seamus works. She's desperate, just mean, like Janeway. I guess my other theory is maybe she likes bald men because of emotional damage the doctor has done to her. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe. Don't even want to think about it. Uh Chicote fucks in there. Yep. Harry fucks in there. Uh huh. Janeway gets a little caught up in uh, designing a perfect man for herself and becomes the 70th named character to fall in love in the holodeck. And also Mm. the 70th one to feel ashamed about it because for some reason there's no playbook for this either. No. Just like there's no playbook for anything that should be super common.
1: Yep. She's learned nothing from anyone who used holodecks before her. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, Her type is educated but confident and that does not remind me of that guy from season one who bit bleached her dog. <laughs> that was not the, what I got from him in that conversation. No, was I that didn't he get, was an educated but confident man. No, I didn't get that at all from Mark at all. No. What about
1: that Europe? That European guy that she was into?
0: Uh, he was cultured. Yeah he was, was pretty pretty conf- yeah, he was pretty confident. He was pretty confident. It kind of matches. Maybe Mark was always on the way out.
1: Yeah, I think Mark might not have been the long-term solution.
0: Mark was, um, like, until I mean, Voyager was they make it very clear ready. that they were not married, so. Like, she got off whatever, uh, I forget the name of the ship she was on before. It's only come up, like, once. Um, uh, the Arabic name, but I don't remember. Oh, the um,
1: Trieste.
0: Yeah, well, I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> but, like, before, well, they were getting Voyager ready, she got into a thing with this guy, and then he was like, let's get a dog, and she was like, uh, hmm. yeah, okay. But and then she was, really liked that dog. She was always going to be um, on tour, you know? Yep. Oh, she's also the type who matches accents with people, which I don't mm. love.
1: No, it's not good.
0: Oh, and um, Shmolus being a megalomaniac is just a ship's joke, and no one wants to address it, I guess.
1: No, it's like Data. It's like all yeah. the times we go, this is a real problem. Someone
0: should look into Data, because this seems like a problem. But nah. Ah, i just going to laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, nothing new or shocking here I gave it as much as a 4 for characterization
1: yep I was on the same page I gave it a 4 TP sucks here's where I said he and Shmolish are the wharf and O'Brien of this wayward starship getting into fist fights and hurling personal insults and shit I I assume oh it's gotta Um, happen Harry Kim sucks pretends he's some kind of arm wrestling stud on the holodeck actually asks about shutting down Fairhaven with the ship in mortal danger The doctor sucks. Just yells, try at Harry over and over. Not even (laughs) anything useful, like go over the top. Yep. But he at least does try to get Janeway to use that hard light, that hard light sex toy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, hey, that's Schmollis' best scene in a while, right? I think
1: that's maybe his best scene ever.
0: (laughs) When he's just like, like, it's just like, hey, it's, hey, it's fucking fine. You're way too embarrassed about this thing. It's normal. Ever, by the way, I I looked into the files. Everyone does it. Yeah, just go, just go get after it. The Jane only Wayne. person who ain't fucked in there yet is Naomi Wildman, and that's because of some settings. <laughs> that's right. She's not allowed to fuck. S- I uh, said Squirtle. What's his name? I, I looked into it. She's definitely curious in there, but the ship's computer won't let her get anywhere.
1: Yeah, it keeps telling her she can't ask that question anymore. So that's going to change the topic of conversation. What's the guy's name? Not Squirtle. Flutter T. Otter. Flutter T. You know, she's asked to see Flotter's business for sure. Uh-huh.
0: She asked Flotter if she could see his little jumble. <laughs> uh,
1: Janeway, we are told in dialogue is an Irish history aficionado.
0: Uh-huh, Yeah, Fritz, yeah, whole cloth. They knew
1: that that was just going to come out of nowhere. They're like, By the someone's way, just going to have to
0: say it. We know canonically she's not great at historical research. That's right.
1: She, she was very certain about a certain ancestor of hers and the bad guy from Lost, and that is not how it happened. Oh, uh, she falls for a fictionally married man and then goes in and unmarries him. But
0: yeah. Like, Listen, you know. she's got to if she's gonna uh, have a masturbation fantasy, like one of the characters in the league, she has to first do this setup in her imagination about how the wife's dead now. But it's, <laughs> but it's fine. That's right. <laughs>
1: Then I said, but, like, where's the danger there? Where's the risk? I bet you can't get hard for him now. Um, well, you got it right. She straight removed everyone in the bar so they can fuck, knowing her crew is just moving in and out of this program. Yeah. Then she went back to the reprogrammer thing and was like, make him so enraged at my absence that he'll literally kill. Yes. I don't That'll think show she did you. anything about that. Then she I says, think that yes. was
0: Tom Paris can't program good, and he put some Irish That'll, stereotypes in there.
1: <laughs> and she goes yes that'll show you mark <laughs> <laughs> then she says to a hologram the doctor that she's become romantically involved with a hologram if that's even possible
0: yep Jesus Kate can you not suck one time it's wild that nothing ever shakes this blind spot that she yeah. has for him We're this is season 6 bro they've been through everything together he said, um, hey, let's go talk about what's going on. Cause <laughs> like a real person. Because it me? ain't great. And then and then she didn't say, what? You're a program. She <laughs> went and had this talk with him, but in the middle of it, she absolutely is like, anyway, it's a fucking computer. It's nothing.
1: <laughs> Some kind of fucking computer thing. Tuvok gets basic or whatever. Seven understands subtle humor now. She knows these guys are fucking with Tuvork to make him get sick and smiling the whole time.
0: Uh, uh, we don't know canonically that she likes Tuvok.
1: No. No, I mean there was that time in the year of hell that didn't happen where she was like had to be his uh fucking eyes or whatever because he oh, yeah. saved her life. No, neither but that didn't
0: represent. happen. Yeah. Um, no, she she doesn't she may not like him, but she saw him fucking wobbling around at the table because he was dizzy, and she was like, mm. hey, what the fuck's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, and then these guys are fucking with him, and she's smiling the whole time, I was like, she, and so now this character understands the subtle humor. She's like, oh, I see what they're doing. This is the good stuff. Um, And I said, oh shit, Chaco caught Kate stepping out. Fuck, man. So embarrassing. I was embarrassed watching it, because he was clearly keeping an eye on her. Uh-huh. He didn't just bump into her and he didn't just happen to notice the guy got taller.
0: Oh, yeah, he was way more amused about her in a period appropriate clothing which every other member of the crew uh-huh. was also putting on to go hang out in there than he was about Tom Paris wearing his homemade rocket suit. <laughs> all just on the bridge and everywhere, just all over the ship. Was, he made his own jumpsuit to be cool.
1: It was the ugliest thing i've ever seen.
0: And he just started wearing it around to his job. It was
1: it was worse than Daniels' outfit. It was so bad. Oh yeah. God, that was so bad. God, anyway, Chicote
0: you... didn't notice that or care about it, apparently, but uh or just enough to say, and you've been out of uniform, but uh boy, he's sure to pick up on Janeway wearing a normal yeah, dress. He's huh?
1: watching her. He's watching yeah. everything she fucking does. Uh Neelix is all over this one, but does nothing of note. Anyway, it was a four.
0: <clears throat> you had some quick ones
1: uh i said from the first scene here ah yes the incidental music that means it's judah's turn to describe the episode (laughs) as soon as that irish bullshit started i was like thank fucking god i'm just gonna sit here take some notes super casually uh worst actor candidate every irish person in the episode except for the one irish guy (laughs) holy shit all despicable
0: uh that was it for me though Um, does anyone want this always on holodeck second life shit? Like I imagined for one minute getting off work, still 35,000 light years from home. Your only recreation options are watching a ping pong competition for senior staff only, even though you're hella good at ping pong. Yeah. You're not allowed. You're just not allowed to play or going to fuck around in Darby O'Gill all of your coworkers, who you can yeah. never get away from even for a minute, I yeah. would just go to bed early.
1: Yeah, and then Tom Perez is like, "I'm going to expand it to all the holidays," and because Jamie's fucking in there, she's like, "Ah, uh-huh, yeah, do that, man. What if I want to play Wing Commander? Uh-huh. <laughs> Save one for Wing Commander. I want to play
0: Wing Commander Three with Malcolm McDowell. I want to. P- I
1: am Mark Hamill's character in this. It's important to me." <sighs>
0: They got a guy in a Kilrothy suit. (laughs) He's a cat, man.
1: And you're doing this Irish bullshit? Like Paladin?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure he was Scottish. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he was Scottish. You're right. Uh, right. (laughs) Hey, and again, is is this a private instance? Janeway's running, or is she counting on the very recognizable holodeck door sound to alert her when Schmullis comes in because he doesn't sleep? So he could come in at any hour of the day. Because this thing is supposed to be running nonstop at this point. And she just asked everyone to clear out so she could get it.
1: Imagine if Ensign Kim was in that rabble somewhere. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Everyone (laughs) Everyone disappears, disappears, but he's still still over in the
0: corner and she doesn't notice.
1: Yep. (laughs) He just has to try to sneak out of there. Because she literally said to the computer, Get everyone out of here, it's
0: fucking time. Beam out my underpants. (laughs) Delete my underpants computer I ain't untying None of these skirts Beam it all out (laughs) Yeah she's just letting her
1: girls Flop around out there
0: Not great If you've got a scene in act 5 Where someone calls out 500 kilometers 400 kilometers (laughs) We're not gonna make it Don't put a scene in act 2 Where the anomaly is moving at 200,000 kilometers a second Because I will remember it's true. Yeah, the ship's supposed to be stationary, so... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and again, another great example of Voyager writers understanding computers. When a program is running in the holodeck, it doesn't exist anywhere else, so it could be lost or damaged if it's not shut down properly. Yep. Every time with them. I give Best Actor to Chakotay on the bridge, trying to explain that everyone masturbates sometimes and it's fine. Yeah, I'm just right in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, worst actor to Bataille slash Seamus. He got the most lines and he did not match the accent or tone of the actual Irish actor he was working with.
1: It is true. Uh, And I already didn't fuck with Bataille when he was Bataille.
0: So not great for this guy. uh well that one didn't beat 33 it uh clocked in at 28 so
1: i mean honestly that's still more than i thought that episode would get
0: well for sure and we actually we weren't far apart i gave it a 15 and you gave it a 13 so yeah we uh we're pretty close on that one closer than we were on relics and um, it is
1: true that you get to do the other one in Fairhaven as well. well
0: I do get to do the uh, return to Fairhaven in uh, six weeks <laughs> when we do Spirit. So
1: glad when that music starts up again in six weeks, I would be like, "Fuck
0: yeah, not me." Well, there's one more chance to beat thirty-three this week. Okay. Uh, it's the special wedding episode of Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine. Uh-huh. You are cordially invited.
1: Captain's personal log. See this is how it's done, Janeway. <laughs>
2: uh
1: everyone is super happy. Uh DS9 is the HQ for the ninth fleet now. I don't know if that's gonna matter. Uh the war seems very far away. Cisco and Kira are catching up in ops and um <clears throat> Martok is waiting in Cisco's office. Kira almost said Martok has something very important to tell you. <laughs> it's close. She almost said it. Uh, Martok is mad about being named Supreme Commander of the Ninth Fleet, Klingon
0: edition? I assume it's a joint command.
1: Yeah, because Cisco's Supreme Commander of the Ninth Fleet, I think, or his boss, Admiral, Admiral Ross, I don't know. <clears throat> <clears throat> he wants Worf to remain his intelligence officer, and then he talks about how Worf drives him crazy with all of his bullshit personal talk, because they aren't friends like that. Yes, I adopted you as a 35-year-old man, and yeah, I need you on my ship, but, like, I don't have opinions about your wedding or your dumb son. Cut to Alexander, impressing everyone with how much of a fucking clown show he is in Quarks. Yucking it up about what a worthless turd he is. Uh, But I guess he's been transferred to the Yavang, which is some battlecruiser. So, maybe we won't see him much anymore. Maybe the Yavang is his shuttle. <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> this, um, I mean, listen, there's no way to know this at this point, but this is Alexander's last appearance.
1: Okay, so the, the Yavang is his shuttle. <laughs> we'll just say it like that.
0: Yeah, it's he's not going to be on the Rotaran because we had a scene two minutes ago where uh, Martok said that he was keeping his flag on the Rotaran. Yeah, not transferring it to Deep Space Nine because my reading is that he's in charge of both elements of the fleet. Okay, no, Uh yeah. Anyway, so yeah, not not only uh, most of the crew of the Rotaran are being moved to the Yavang. So don't worry about. You're not mm-hmm. going to see uh, what's her like name, Gabriel Union. Yeah, exactly. Yep, not going to see her <laughs> ever see again. Any of those guys, that old guy who was real bitter in the first Rotaran. Don't worry about that.
1: He's gone. Yeah, he ain't around. He ain't around anymore. Uh, Quark asks Worf and Judzia to get married at his dumb bar. Worf wants to wait until the war is over and get married on Klingon Homeworld. But, um, he relents so Alexander can be there. So I guess they're getting married. Credits. In the lift, Kira tells Dax that it sounds like, um... Sounds like Worf is responsible for planning the whole wedding. And is that okay with you? And Dax basically says, uh, you can do it. I don't fucking care. Um... but then she notices Odo is avoiding them, and Kira says that uh, she and Odo are avoiding each other because of all the shitty occupation times, but also I'm not going to tell you about those times. That's not your <laughs> business. Uh, Worf gathers his whole crew to talk about the wedding. Are you ready for this list? All of his best friends. You got O'Brien, the guy he hates and punches. Bashir, the little worm he's never paid any attention to, but surely thinks it's beneath him. Alexander, the son he's deeply ashamed of and still thinks of as a mean trick Kalar played on him. (laughs) Martok, his new dad who doesn't want to be in the same room with him. And Sisko, his boss, you know, from work. It's gonna be a wild bachelor party that lasts four days. Uh, They somehow all have time for that. Anyway, at least Keiko's not here, we hear spoken out loud for the 70th time in this show. Meanwhile, Dax is gonna spend the next four days being needled by Martok's ballbuster of a wife. A real fucking ice queen bitch with frozen pubes. And she uh, bitches out Martok as soon as she arrives and heads over to find Dax. And she finds Worf and Dax together and she tells Worf to hit the bricks and then she gives Dax an earful and tells her to wear a fucking cup tomorrow because they're starting with labia <laughs> punches. There it is. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Martok refuses to help Dax gain Lady Sorella's favor and uh, lets it slip that the lady doesn't even like Worf.
0: <laughs> but who does? You know who doesn't? Martok. We started right up at the top with
1: it. Yep, Martok doesn't like him either. <laughs> then everybody gathers in the holosuite to do Klingon stuff. They have to carry ceremonial paddles with them for four days. They can look at the food all they want, but they can't eat it. Because deprivation is the first trial. There's so many trials in here. Nobody warned Doey O'Brien about all the trials. No. Uh, at Quarks, Little League is currently going on. Uh, Jake sold a book or something. It don't matter. Back in the Suite, Alexander passed out. Probably farted hella loud when it happened, knowing this guy. <laughs> Martok says... I, you
0: know, my bet is he split his pants. I bet when he (laughs) fell down, he split his pants. Right on on the butt.
1: A few people were not polite and did chuckle a little. He's
0: probably got cartoon heart boxers on under him and everything, (laughs) because that's who this guy is in this episode.
1: Uh, Martok says, you babies can quit whenever you want if you really want your picture taken after your first haircut, all hella wearing a shirt that says, (laughs) everything is mama, you dumb fucking babies. (laughs) Cisco takes the bait, and now the others have to keep up too, or their boss will be mad. So everyone's doing these trials.
0: Yeah, this in retrospect, this was a great idea. Agreeing to come on this mission, this little uh, excursion. Yeah, they thought they were gonna do Klingon sex ideas, but whoops! Nope, also, none of those, none of that. Cool they stuff. don't know what those are like. If they did, <laughs> they still would be like, I don't know, man. I'm supposed to read poetry while they throw shit at you. <laughs> what if they hit me?
1: I not gonna it. be in the mood. Uh, Dax is doing manual labor for Sorella and they keep sniping at each other and this biddy's trying to get Dax to quit just like in an officer and a gentleman and just like Richard Gere Dax won't quit because she doesn't have anywhere else to go and just like Lou Gossett Jr. Sorella inexplicably knows hella martial arts
0: Uh, Dax Um, I guess I should stop you here and say I ain't seen that one either
1: (laughs) Alright, well. I ain't um, seen any
0: P.T. Anderson movies, it turns out, and I ain't seen that one.
1: (laughs) It's, um, it's pretty bad. It's probably too bad to like. I see. But it might be fun to watch with someone and make fun of the whole time.
0: Maybe, but I don't really like bad movies in that way. Okay.
1: Uh, Dax is now starting to fight back because, uh, she's a real sarcastic turd. She tells Sorella that her family's a bunch of stable boys and sex maids or something. And it's cool if you want to pretend you have royal heritage, you can do that. And I won't tell anyone your great-great-grandmother was a dog's whore. <laughs> uh, another scene where Odo avoids Kira, this time with her not-so-secret admirer by her side, Jack Sisko. <laughs> Bashir volunteers to eat pain stick or whatever in a quick Sweet check-in. That was like a five-second scene. Uh, back to Dax. She has a big party too, with a Hawaiian guy twirling torches and shit. I know you have more to say about this party. Uh, back in the Hollow Suite, everyone is hanging out on big monkey bars. It is still hot. <laughs> As Bashir and O'Brien start chanting, Kill Worf, Dax's big party is interrupted by Odo, who received a noise complaint. And he chats with Kira, who says, Noise complaint, my Nards man, we're all going. All night.
0: five Polynesian drummers there. Probably is noisy.
1: It's valid noisy. Let's drink some beers, though, is what she says.
0: The Cardassian all-metal architecture probably isn't helping either.
1: No, it's very noisy. Uh, then she grabs Odo to go have a private chat. Then Sorella busts in and threatens random partygoers with grisly murder. And she wants Dax to come with her now and do a ceremony, but Dax swears at her, and then The lady pulls a knife, and Dax swats her in the head. So that didn't go great. Then everybody does a cool Ferengi dance.
0: (laughs) That's, uh, maybe why I called it Monster Mash.
1: (laughs) The, uh, The next morning, everybody uh, wakes up and... I'll
0: I'll drop this one in here now. Aaron Eisenberg said that was the only improvised thing that ever made it to air that he did in all of the years he was on Deep Space. (laughs) Oh no, it's too bad. I mean, it is a fun dance. Well, I think it helped that he did it and immediately Terry Farrell started doing it too and then everyone started doing it. (laughs) The next morning, everybody
1: wakes up in a stupor. Worf comes home and it is time to fight. Uh, Sorella canceled the wedding... She has the power to do that. Uh, Dax wants to lay down a bit, but finds Odo and Kira in her closet chatting. So I guess the the betrayal of the entire Alpha Quadrant beef is squashed. It's squashed. Off screen. Off screen. Squashed. Off screen. Yeah. Uh, Worf wants her to beg for forgiveness, and she isn't into that. She says Benjamin can just marry them, but now Worf is the one calling off the wedding. Okay. Um, Martok gives Worf a pep talk. Uh, So Worf decides to keep trying, but now Dax won't relent. So she gets a pep talk from Sisko, a confusing one, where he's like, You aren't Curzon, dumbass, but also you're 356 years old and you should know better. That'll show her, just confuse her until she gives in.
0: I mean, as far as we know, that's the reason.
1: Uh, It's suddenly wedding time, even though Dax hasn't smoothed things over yet. Sorella does a monologue, even though she said no wedding, so... I'm the one who's confused now, and they do the whole ceremony, all that stuff about two hearts, two motherfucking hearts, <laughs> and then Sorella welcomes Jedzia into her house and calls her daughter for some reason. And then Still Bashir and like wharf
0: probably, probably
1: not, and Bashir and O'Brien attack the bride and groom with their ceremonial paddles, and the episode ends. What was this one about?
0: I suppose the message of this one is also that you don't get to design the person you fall in love with. Ooh. And you have two to in one week. Fisher cut bait. The moral of the whole Dax Wharf arc in Deep Space Nine is that you should really talk about shit and not just assume you're on the same page. Yeah,
1: because then uh, you show up to vacation and like your friends are having weird breakup sex and then you're <laughs> Your girlfriend's ex girlfriend is there. Yep. And sh- your girlfriend's wearing a sexy one piece in front of her. And then you're a terrorist by like the next day.
0: Yeah. You got to talk about this stuff. Yeah. But this one, it's a lot more like listen, you love who you love. Okay. And um... that's also what's good about it, says Martok, <laughs> who. I think it's just in the mean ladies. It could be. That could be his particular thing. Uh, this is a less strong expression of this idea than in Fairhaven. So I'm going to knock it down a point to give it a uh, four.
1: Point or two. Yeah, I also gave it a four with don't let pride get in the way of a good thing.
0: Um, But what uh, if it's not a good thing? I mean,
1: <laughs> it obviously isn't, by the way. What this if you've been saying since
0: thing. the beginning of season four that Worf and Dax don't make any sense and shouldn't be together? Yeah, that it was literally just seems like something
1: two people, the writers just threw them together because they didn't have anything else to do with them or something. What
0: if when Wharf says when I'm laughing, she's somber? Mm. Uh, you're like shit. I thought you didn't know that. Now I, now, <laughs> now I'm is even confusing. more disappointed somehow. <laughs> yeah,
1: Wharf and Dax are too proud to make it work until they get pep talks, Chakotay level pep talks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gave it a four as well. <laughs>
0: um, I mean yeah that's it really
1: Execution I have no idea how Dax Got into Sorella's good graces How can you do all of that Lead up and then not show the? Look I fought for this country <laughs> <laughs> And that doesn't mean That I get to choose
0: <laughs>
1: We see the scene Where Cisco gives her, gives her the pep talk Yeah and then the next scene's the wedding. Yeah. Why is Sorella there? She called off the wedding. And um, then she says, I welcome you into the house of Martok, my daughter. And you go, what the fuck happened? Dex Listen, didn't even
0: apologize. This episode is like jazz, Matt. It's all about the scenes they didn't shoot. <laughs> like, Worf goes to try to make up with Jadzia. We don't see that. Uh-huh. No. Jed he just Zia shows up and goes, she wasn't makes up with Sorella. It. We don't see that. We'd, odo but, makes up with kira we don't we see, see that it. <laughs> it's so fucking weird uh, like I a cosmic even... gumbo
1: exactly correct we were always joking on the set about how it's just like a cosmic gumbo um i didn't even care about what happened but it was so confusing that everything was just fine at the end yeah Uh, Speaking of which, like you said, Odo and Kira made up super fast off-screen. I guess she wasn't that mad about the huge betrayal that nearly made slaves of the entire Alpha Quadrant. I say again, did anything meaningful happen in that six-episode arc? It feels a lot like we're exactly where we were before it started, minus one Ducat and one Zial. I guess I liked Bashir and O'Brien hating Worf's guts, though it makes no sense they were invited in the first place. Seriously, I read you the list of his cool wedding party. Uh Uh-huh. All the guys he hates.
0: Uh Uh-huh. He, um... He only ever had one friend, and that was Will Riker, and he ain't around. No. (laughs) No. And also, no, he
1: did run into Thomas Riker one time. We told him he knows what he did. Also, and the last couple little, of years of their
0: friendship were a little straight. First Riker wouldn't kill him. And yeah, that's a tough one. He had to go ask if he could date Troy, and yeah. then that didn't work out, and she started dating Riker again. <clears throat> yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no shit, he's not on the Enterprise-E. I mean, except in every movie. Um yeah. I liked the Ferengi dance. Uh Uh-huh. That Martok seems like a good guy. All right. Otherwise, utter garbage. I gave it a two.
0: All right. Um, Well, I don't think I've said this in a while, but mismanaged minutes. Oh, good. Great. Instead of giving us any of Odo and Kira making up, they give us lots of Bashir and O'Brien comic relief. Yeah, And while I like Alexander Siddig's read In the kill Worf scene Mm -hmm. I really don't need to see them be Whiny babies if there isn't going to be a real Discussion about what it means to be Worf's friend Well they're not Worf's friends It's so
2: fucking weird
0: You can also cut Jake's two scenes For free since he apparently Never discovers that the bachelor party Isn't fun like he's been imagining That's right they also choose not to show us how Dax gets back in Sorella's good graces, probably because they couldn't think of anything. Yep. Yeah, but it's but they set it up as the conflict of the ep- her whole plot is like uh-huh. it's a lot of the episode.
1: And then they just go, I don't know, I guess they made up or something.
0: Yeah, but they even divert that so that her conflict is with Worf about whether this shit with Sorella matters. That's true. Um the wedding ceremony that they've written is oddly corny. It is completely different from the tone of every other Klingon ceremony we've seen. Yeah, they tell the, the story that she tells for like fifteen minutes. It felt like <laughs> is like when O'Brien has to be the storyteller, and the best he could do <laughs> is once there was a Dal rock, and it hated the village, and it hated the people.
1: hated the villagers. <laughs> he tried very hard that day.
0: She's like, I get the idea that they're doing that she is telling a story of how the gods made presumably Kaelas and they keep saying her name and I keep forgetting it. It is the name of the Lucara, Lady Lucara. Mm. Uh, but like, there's no ceremonial language really. No, It's like, um, well, it's like a, a nice translation of the Bible. You know, one of the nice ones. <laughs> like Wouldn't they do a nice one? it's <laughs> <That laughs> sounds new, nice. Like a new international version or something, right? Okay. Uh, very corny.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I was Ballman. worried I was really, yeah. really, really, really going to hate this episode. Uh-huh. It didn't quite get there, but uh, some classic <laughs> blunders, and I could only give it a three. Okay. Um, World building. Klingon wedding stuff. The power a Klingon matriarch has over her house. They wanted to show Klingon, uh, Klingon woman having some power for the first time. They mm-hmm. like, they said the men uh, rule the council, the women rule the houses. Right. Dax apparently negotiated the Kittimer Accords.
1: Yeah, we just found that out. I guess we just
0: find that out today. Deep Space Nine is fleet headquarters, and Martok is fleet commander. Shelby commands the Sutherland. Did you catch oh, that? Did, uh,
1: I, uh, did they say it was the same Shelby, or were we just supposed to pick they that up? They
0: just said Captain Shelby. So okay. when Dax is attempting to seduce Lieutenant Otoa, mm. she, she got him shore leave or a day off or whatever because Captain Shelby owes her some favors.
1: Ah, okay, yeah. I see what,
0: I see what they're doing. Yeah. Well. You know, uh, it's not like we'll ever see her again.
1: So the writers Fucking intended Star Trek Picard
0: to be Elizabeth Shelby, but then it turned out that they had given the book division permission to make up whatever they wanted about that character. Oh. Uh so then they just left it very vague in this scene when they had to call and apologize and say, like, hey, we said this thing. People are gonna <laughs> definitely think it's Captain Shelby either way, so eh. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, I guess I have it as a four for all the Klingon shit and okay. all the fleet shit.
1: Uh, let's see. The mention of Starship's Potemkin, uh, Exeter, Sutherland, and Agaki are mentioned by Kira. Not Akagi.
0: Agaki. Kira don't know nothing about World War Two. That's just a, <laughs> just a bunch of syllables to her and she fucked
1: it up. I, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that now. Oh, that's not it.
0: Also, uh, in, you know, in Hiragana, the only difference between those two characters is the two little quotation marks, so. She just forgot which.
1: the switch. <laughs> I hope she's reading it that way. Yeah, I hope Kira probably. had to learn that. <laughs> uh, Taui Tan, or Swordbearer, is like a best man. And then I just wrote all the other Klingon bachelor party stuff, because I wasn't yeah. going to
0: write all of that down. There's a lot of it, but, um, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to see another Klingon wedding.
1: Yeah, Dax's journey is the wife with the lady of the house and all of that stuff. And then you got the wedding ceremonies, and you can still find a Hawaiian guy to twirl torches in the late twenty fourth century. Yep. It's a three for me. World building. Let's have it. Cisco is very happy to be back at DS nine. Um he that gives was, Dax was that
0: not world building? This is characterization, yeah.
1: Now I'm on a characterization. Yeah. Did I say world building? I meant yeah. yeah. characteriza- characterization. Uh, he gives Dax a stern talking to, and he refuses to look weak in front of the Klingons.
0: Yeah, that's dumb. M- well, but maybe that's political. Like, he's well, got to work
1: with the Klingons well, every day in this Ninth Fleet business. Maybe well, like he when, needs them oh, to mean, respect. You mean like
0: when Kirk agrees to a fight to the death because he doesn't want to look bad in front of yeah. the
1: Yeah. Right. There's precedent
0: for this. <laughs> yeah. You were pretty disappointed about that, but you know. it's not a good reason to fight your best friend to the death. No, you're right. The stakes are very different. It's probably it's not to good. Just you shouldn't do tough that. it out on a bad bachelor party. Yeah.
1: Uh, Martok hates paperwork and bureaucracy. You ever uh, have a bad
0: he... bachelor party?
1: Um, I no. I mean, I haven't really been to that many of them. Yeah. Really, I no went one to one me.
0: where I had an abscess in my jaw and couldn't drink. Because I was on antibiotics. Oh, so. there's nothing worse than everyone else being drunk. Oh, and it was a travel. It was in Tahoe. It was Ryan's bachelor party. Why, why okay. am I. He's a character on this show. Why am I, I cutting like you're going to. The just chase? straight
1: up, but have you ever had a bad bachelor party? Well, let me tell you about Ryan.
0: Oh, I think Ryan and everyone else at the bachelor party had fun. It was okay. me who really kind of didn't. Okay. Uh,.
1: Martok lets Sorella do her thing because, as all married men have learned over time, it is not worth the fucking fight. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Alexander takes pride in his stupidity. Dax was a bit cocky about this Lady Sorella thing, but uh, when it got hard and shitty, she just quit. Uh, I guess she relents, but we don't see her do anything after that, so, huh? Yeah. Her dad's name is Keller or Kela or something
0: if it's if it's her dad and not her mom, well ah, she's yeah, the I daughter guess. of somebody
1: yeah uh Wolf remains a fucking bummer first class, and every plot involving him is worse for his involvement yeah uh Odo and Kira are initially avoiding each other, but just chatted out off screen and everything's fine now. I'm glad we spent all those episodes doing nothing. Uh, just a two for me. I uh, didn't really appreciate any of these characters.
0: I mean, I have it one better. Um, Like, uh, Worf and Dax probably still shouldn't get married. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that the stuff that came up was like the difference in their age and their experience and not stuff like when I showed up at her quarters, the uh Hawaiian guy and Morn we're leaving.
1: And they both looked very scared to see me.
0: Yeah, and they were not happy to see me. Yeah. Uh it's like I know Worf thinks that Dex is frivolous, but he doesn't seem to think that she's like a bad person. Yeah. Instead he's just like, I don't know, man, this is my first marriage and I only had sex one time, and it made Alexander. And uh, <laughs> so you can see why I would maybe never want to do that again. To take that decision too lightly, or whatever happened with Troy. But I'm honestly, I'm not sure if some of that was sex. <laughs> so a lot of it was challenging, but it did not doesn't really have any bearing on this situation. Yeah. Uh, Orion sucks. Bashir sucks. Jake sucks. Quark sucks. Right. Martok really likes his tough wife. Yeah. She uh, yeah, comes in there. A and she good guy. says he's fat and his hair is getting gray, and then she walks off. He says, to "Cisco, isn't she magnificent?" <laughs> <laughs> he's just a good dude.
1: They're spending a lot of time so that we know he's
0: a good dude. Yeah. Uh The worst thing, characterization-wise, is the missing Kira Odo resolution. It's fucking wild. Like presumably he spent all night explaining to her what it was like to be in the link and mm. what it meant and. How he has always felt different from the uh, Bajorans, and she really ought to understand that. And then, mm. but like, we don't know. We just no. we just we just find them in Dax's walk-in closet the next day. Yeah. Um. So that's the worst thing for me, and it's a three. Okay. You want some uh, quick ones? Yeah. Man, imagine Quark coming up to you and saying, "Hey." We're still cleaning up after the nasty Cardassian sex programs that have been running here for six months, but do you want to get married in the bar? I can (laughs) find white chairs somewhere and Rom can make a balloon arch.
1: It is exactly the fucking nasty thing that Quark would propose, for sure. Yeah. Can't be surprised by his behavior.
0: You think Alexander still gets the urge to steal shit? Yes! He hasn't worked through anything. We saw the episode where he
1: supposedly got closer with his dad, and nothing (laughs) good happened that whole episode. His dad was like, I forgive you for being worthless. And he was like, great, I'm finally friends with my dad. No, man, that guy's got problems.
0: We did this in the last one, right? But he is at most eight years old.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But he's a mature eight. He is very mature
0: for eight. But, like, I just imagine that, like, Martok's spare eye patch is under under his bed for no, (laughs) like, just sitting under his bunk for no reason. He just stole it. He doesn't even know why.
1: No, he doesn't need need it. He doesn't know what he's going to do with it, but he did take it.
0: So, okay, Kira doesn't want to talk about Odo with Dax. She's not ready to talk about it yet. But has she talked to Sisko at all about mm-hmm. his seduction by the founder? Because it is still war times, and that is relevant info.
1: No, she clearly hasn't. Just like the way Odo keeps shit to himself that you really think someone's got to know. I think people still don't know how good them shape changers are. <laughs> Yeah, because none of this stuff ever gets around. I don't think they know that they can just be Kira and fool the guy who's in love with Kira. Yeah, that's how good she was.
0: It was pretty good.
1: The only thing that set it off was that she said, "I love you, Odo," and he went, "Ah, oh, no one uh, could no love no a nasty love old <laughs> grouch like me." This is a fake out. Otherwise, he was a hundred percent fooled.
0: Uh, Martok likes a mean like Ben. <laughs> I love that someone had to make a Klingon barbecue lighter for this candle scene, that they had to go get a barbecue lighter next to the charcoal and firewood at Ralph's or whatever. Somebody
1: showed up with a regular-ass one, and then for the first time ever, someone
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, are we just supposed to use a regular barbecue lighter? Uh Uh-huh. Hey, hey, this says Bic. It's got the little (laughs) Bic man right on it. Like,
1: normally they don't give a shit about any of that stuff. But this time, someone had to go and turn that into a Klingon one.
0: Dax gets real sarcastic about these fucking candles. But if one of the steps was to hand make the candles, Hmm. she could have replicated the fucking Targ tallow or something, right? She didn't have to jump right to uh, Yankee Candle Company... Yeah, or whatever. These are LED candles. Like she lit the two in the middle. Those are real candles, but all the rest are just little LED flickering <laughs> LED candles that suck. Yep.
1: That have fooled nobody ever.
0: Like yeah. Uh, all right. It was this is a war. It wasn't possible for you to go hunt a targ, etc., and render it and everything. But um, but you did take every shortcut. You didn't do any. I mean, she this. says, I don't so. give a shit about these candles, she does. and
1: neither is anyone else. And then, yes, she is wrong. The lady yes, doesn't care about, about those candles. But her opinion is, no one's going to give two shits about this.
0: O'Brien and Bashir think that they're going on a four day long debauch. Yeah? Mm. Four days, man. O- O'Brien was at Wharf's Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> right? He was there yeah. and we were like, do they know each other? Why is O'Brien I here? Guess.
1: I do remember being curious. Wesley
0: shouldn't be there because he's 15, but he's the one who figured out what Worf was upset about. But why is he gets to be there? there? Is it because he had to program the holodeck? Probably. Uh, But anyway, he has seen a Klingon ceremony. He should have had some idea what was coming here. It does kind of seem
1: like they forgot maybe that they
0: were on the Enterprise together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, did you love it when um, Martok knows how to harmonize and he takes the high harmonies?
1: <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, as always, the best part of all these episodes with dumb warf shit in it is when they sing a Klingon song.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was not expecting him to harmonize and I was <laughs> into it. Again, Martok's just a, just a real cool guy. He's
1: a good guy. He's a fake Rip Torn, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he's just like, you what know matters.
0: what? I do have the confidence to harmonize here. Yeah, let me go high. I'll go high, you go low, Warp. Uh, Dax just called around to all the visiting ships, like, who's hunky? And this yeah. Hawaiian guy showed up. She was like, fuck, I don't
1: care. I asked the question and this is what arrived. So I'm 100% convinced this guy is hunky. He, sh- he showed
0: up and she probably looked him up and down once and said, yep. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Get in here. I appreciated that they uh, picked somebody. of I'm going to call descent. everyone and say, okay. now it's a tiki party. It wasn't like some square-jawed white guy or Oh, yeah, something. yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, at least, yes, at least they cast someone appropriate for this, and then they didn't give him that many lines, so it didn't matter whether he was a good actor or not.
1: No, it didn't matter whether his face when he sees Worf was cartoonish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, When Bashir says he's going to kill Worf, I was like, you know O'Brien's always ready to go another round with Worf.
1: Yeah, of course. He started chanting
0: it right away. I was like, of course he's into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Kill Worf. Um, A scuffle between war, uh, Morn and one of the Bolians, I assume, is about who can mess up a bathroom the worst.
1: <laughs> we don't know. Morn took it personal and that Bolian was like, you know, no one messes up was like we do. Morn was like, you fucking take that back.
0: Literally all we know about Morn is that his wa- a mom is alive. And, he uh, has a mom and he wears that, that couch cushion fucking outfit. <laughs> every day. So but that. he never leaves the bar. I assume he's got terrible beer shits. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, But also, hey, Kira, one of the Bolians? Yeah, one of Were the Chinese. Were you not introduced, or are they all the same to you?
1: It was more than one of the Chinese. They had yeah. to a fight. Yeah, this is Star Trek for you. That's always how they do it. It's
0: like the episode of The Office where Michael Scott marks one with a Sharpie so that he knows which of the <laughs> Benny Honor waitresses is... The one he likes, <laughs> um, yeah, I loved um when everyone started doing the monster mash at the end of that scene. that was so good that was I was like uh, I, that ain't Pacific Islander dancing, but none of these people no. know about that, and they just fucking started, and everyone was having <laughs> a good time about
1: it. I really wanted it to be continuity. I want to see the dance again in the future. I want it to come back,
0: and you know what, uh. Nog started it, and um, it looked a little bit like Lonely Among uh, Last Outpost Ferengis. So yeah, why not? it was very, it was a very Ferengi dance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm ninety five percent sure that after Uh Worf and Dax discover Kira and Odo in the closet, Kira slaps Worf on his ass on the way out, <laughs> and they have had Could like. She- zero scenes together since he took no. all her screen time in that's season 4 that's what I'm four. saying they can't because if they go, they go if
1: Worf's in it Kira can't be in it and vice versa
0: so that was out of left field if you didn't notice that I know you're not going to go back and rewatch it I really think she slapped him on the ass on the way out well
1: send me the clip the way I sent you that clip of Tuvok winking or whatever, or whatever the little bell going off
0: oh yeah I, do you I I figure out that? how to do that do you remember <laughs> I said that to you yes. <laughs> it was real it really <laughs> happened happen. yeah he winked and a bell rang. Um Cisco is doing O'Brien and Bashir a favor because they were gonna have it coming out of both ends if they ate that meal. Oh yeah, for sure. They weren't ready for that. They way overdid it. O'Brien got a sandwich that looked like it was made on an entire loaf of bread, and then he had it doubled. <laughs> like too much bread. And
1: a lot of bread. They were hungry, but yeah. they uh uh they shouldn't have let their eyes. Do the shopping on that one, man. Okay, and they then had, like, um, two bowls of linguine. Yes, was like, it was. Uh, it was going to be
0: a bad time. It was going to. It was going to be rough for for sure. Um, oh, and no vegetables, as far as I could tell. No. Uh, I know O'Brien had no mustard on his sandwich because he wanted less flavor.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, uh, that's what he hates when his bitch of a wife is always trying <laughs> to make him eat food that tastes like something.
0: Here's my big question from this whole episode. This is the thing I was thinking about the most, Matt. Okay. Do you think that Worf had this little prince outfit made up, like, just ages ago? Oh, yeah. Like, it was in a little box in his closet on the Enterprise, with the <laughs> near the weird chair, not in the blue room, but, no, like, no, no. in a little box next to maybe where he kept his poisons that Picard's going to use in 15 episodes in Starship Mind. Um... And yeah. it's like it's just been sitting there, waiting for the day when he had his big Klingon wedding ceremony.
1: Yeah, he's like uh, he's like the person who buys their wedding dress when they're not even dating anyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a hundred percent that little prince.
0: he talks a lot about how he has always dreamed of this Klingon wedding ceremony. <sighs> it's
1: really something.
0: They do they do a fun little gender swap that no one mentions, where he's groomzilla in this one. You remember season one, Worf, buddy? I think about it all the time.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: We were, Season one we of watching. TNG. Yeah,
1: yeah, we were watching that fucking show. Going, I can't believe how this is not terrible. What is happening here? And Look, Troy's capable. Worf's capable. You know, What's
0: happening here? And he's like, uh, my my worst fear is, uh, uh, I'm not good at relying on others for help. I got Unless kind of like, a yeah, but macho you like you fix that, fixed that. and he's like, no, buddy, no, I, I did. Still work on it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is fucking great. It was great. Season one, Warf was so good. And, and then he to season two buffoon. and
1: all the characters we were impressed with went right into the turlet.
0: Also, you said Martok adopted him at age 35 and I almost laughed. I thought to myself, this dick's only uh, 35. I looked like it up. That. He's canonically 33 in this episode. All right. So there you go. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, he seems having a like bad he's attitude ages you I think is the, yes. whole, is the answer here
1: he has the attitude of an old piece of shit for yeah. sure
0: man I give best actor to Martok and uh, worst actor to Sorella she just needed like another 15 hours of spitting through your teeth prep before she was able to pull this one off like yeah wasn't the best she had to come in there and be a wide eyed It was <laughs> she was no Bator, is what you're nope. saying uh no. Fuck, but she wasn't even Vecma.
1: No. Beckma's now the best though. The other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose yeah. name I
0: never remember from Did that Did you get a scene. name? I'm not sure she, she may not have had a name. But she bat was level. also she was at that level. Yeah. They but were she, all into it. She wasn't Gorilka or whatever Quark's wife is, you know? Sure. to went up to that standard, so.
1: No, 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 I assume we'll get to see. I think Bayel might uh, might get to play with some teeth too. I don't remember. <laughs> but
0: we'll find I don't out. like to think about Bayel, so <laughs> and I don't have to until week. Yeah, I think one hundred and forty-two.
1: Okay,
0: for I think birthright part two. I don't think she shows up in part one.
1: No, nah, part one's all about him figuring out where to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he, yeah, part two is him in the camp.
0: Uh,
1: quickies. Nah, they're all in my description, which is why it was so colorful.
0: Well, it's all in. The numbers are all in. And for the fourth week in a row? Uh, Yeah, for the fourth week in a row. row, uh, 33 points did win the episode. TNG Relics. So they've been trading off with Deep Space Nine. They're back up to uh, seven wins ahead. It's their 53rd win. We are um let's see. We have uh 40 episodes left of Voyager, 44 Deep Space 9 47 TNG. So.
1: Yeah. They're yes, uh, still in it. They're not, they're not they're not in the driver's seat, but no.
0: they're still in it. No, they're still in it and we have forecast ahead and we know Well, for instance, ones I, ones ahead. I already said the next TNG is Schisms. So, <laughs> hey, don't you
1: dare. <laughs> I have no idea if it's going to be about anything or worth any points, but we're going to talk about it for an hour and 45 it's minutes. It's going
0: to be a spooky mystery for everyone. <clears throat> Is Alyssa Ogawa one of the people who has schisms? Yeah. Okay, yes. Great. Extra points for Alyssa great. Ogawa. Because I don't there. think they've given her anything meaty to do yet. So. Yeah, she's going to remember some shit that happened I'm in excited. that room. Yes. Riker's whole arm was removed. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's a big deal. <laughs> Some guy, Hagler or something, they replace all his blood with some shit. Anyway.
1: His blood, uh, Yeah, that's actually don't go so good for him.
0: And it don't work out for him. But it doesn't work out for him at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, uh, Voyager remains with four wins. Um, I actually scored them highest this week by one point. Yeah, you picked Fairhaven as the
1: best episode of the week on rubrics. It's the
0: rubric... It's wild. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you turn it on as Darby O'Gill and the Little People, and then at the end of the day, you're like, "Geez, fifteen points! This I, week I couldn't believe could win. it.
1: I thought for sure going in, I was like, "That's a five point episode
0: for sure. There's no. But even you gave it points. thirteen. I mean, your yeah. worst episode was Deep Space Nine this week. So.
1: I know. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, okay, this isn't uh, as bad as I thought it would be.
0: And um and yeah, the final order this week, Deep Space Nine in last place. You are cordially invited twenty five points. Um, Not the best effort. No, I
1: mean... Only five points combined for characterization.
0: But the last time the losing episode was better than 25 points. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, been a while. It's hard Again, to do with they've the, all been with very the bad naked lately. eye, but it's, uh looks like it was week 117 when Warhead got 28 points. Yes,
1: that appears to be correct.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's a it's the it's the God, best. Was loser that about like, the one uh, where the
1: weeks. robot they found the warhead and it was a person? Yep, or whatever. I don't even remember anything <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, episode. Harry
0: Kim was all busted up about having um, awakened the warhead, and then they uh, it had, they had to convince it that it didn't need to go it wipe out this Shmullis population because the war was over. It had taken over Schmullis, and then at oh, the end, God. it blew itself up to destroy all the other warheads. So, but I don't remember anything about that episode. <laughs> I mean, it has not been that long. I don't remember it. You know, classic stuff. The, it and its partner got the abort message, but it <laughs> couldn't believe it because it had become sentient. But And the other ones yep. were past the point of no return, but they just hung out in space waiting until they found it. And then... But
1: don't worry. It decided to change its mind and sacrifice yep. itself. That's to right. Save, yeah, so.
0: they, it decided to follow Schmolz's example and break their programming and also take some real creep shots of ladies, probably. Yep, on the way out yeah uh yeah so anyway uh deep space Nine twenty five points is the uh last place episode this week then voyager Fairhaven with 28 but the winner is tng relics don't worry you're not going to see scotty again they put him on they gave him a shuttle he doesn't have yeah. to return it he, he won't ne- be in never the has to come back
1: yeah next week's previews do not include him that's right he's not in that room going and then they put me on a fucking table
0: uh, this will be open <laughs> this week was more bad than good um, by the numbers uh, it was a decent week for premise and it was very slightly above average for me, even though we scored the same average, but for you, it was slightly below average and for me it was slightly above yeah um next week week one thirty hmm. uh we will be watching for next generation schisms.
1: Yep. looking forward to it.
0: For Deep Space Nine Resurrection, I believe I Mirror oh. Vedic Birel shows up. Yes, I did see that episode description. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, I thought cool, we were cool. done with him, but I guess not. Well, and the mirror universe I had hoped had been blown yep. up in the. I war, forgot maybe? there was
1: another one of these. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember this episode at all. I don't know if we see the mirror universe or he's just pal- palling around in ours or what. But yeah. Uh and for Voyager you get the privilege of describing an episode called Blink of an Eye. There was a TOS called Wink of an Eye. I wonder this if the is premise different.
1: is similar. Uh I do remember what this episode is, so right, we will we will get into it.
0: Alright. That's what you should watch. Maybe it'll take three
1: of... hours again like this one took.
0: <laughs> well, we did cross the three hour barrier. Well, how could we not when you sent in five memes we had to describe? <laughs> it's true that was like 40 minutes of just describing
1: f- fucking pieces of memes and why what they were referencing and then also here's another thing that happened since the last time we bought it
0: uh, we still did uh, two hours and 40 minutes of trek talk actually because we cut over about the 33 minute mark <laughs> yep
1: alright well that's it um, I don't know if Twitter will be around or if all of you will have left Twitter if any of you are even fucking listening but it's at brother date on the Twitter machine uh, it's also at brother date on the 10 forward dot social.
0: Yeah. Br- at brother date at 10 forward dot social.
1: Yeah. Uh, I started,
0: uh, that's on Mastodon. I started my, my own personal Mastodon this week. Oh, nice. On, okay. Uh, Penfount.social, the fountain pen mastodon. Ah, oh, there you go.
1: There's one for everybody, I guess. Yeah. This
0: is why I can't get down with Mastodon. I don't understand it. Uh but I'm following you, so anything you What server on yours, am I
1: supposed to join? I don't <laughs> know. How does it work?
0: Well, don't worry, they're federated, so you can see my posts even from yours. Alright, well I'm gonna get on I'm gonna get on threads next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check
1: yeah. that out tomorrow. Uh anyway, you can send us mail. That's uh, brothersofbrotherdate.com You can go to brotherdate.com I don't know why, but you could. <laughs> you could do it. No one's going to stop you. I paid for it. You could go there. Maybe we're flagged in some way, and maybe maybe there, someone is going to try to stop you oh, from yeah, going on to it. Happen. Maybe you can't visit it on your work computer. I don't know. Anyway, that's it, man. Uh, as you believe, so shall you do. So shall you do. As you as believe, you so, so shall, shall you do. do. Idle little eye. Was so impressed by Guan Yu's spirit That he became a fucking god Because he went Nah that's a super good point though
0: (laughs) That's all it took Hey you know what You're
1: right You got me on that one I did do a lot of killing Okay I'm a god now